Hello and welcome to the Salcast on Sunday the 2nd of July 2017. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today Zachary Burgess. Yeah. And Robert Kemp. Boosh. <laughs> boosh. No, I'm as mighty as a boosh. No, you're not. <laughs> no, wait, what, what would you say? I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> In what way am I not mighty? Or indeed boosh. <laughs> I think you're probably less boosted than you are mighty, on average. That's, that seems like a reasonable compromise. <laughs> what does the Appar- boosh actually mean? Well, apparently it was like originally like a, a, a description of hair. <laughs> That's a mighty boosh. Right. Like someone's okay. big hair. But I don't know if boosh became a name for like... Well, maybe that's quite appropriate do. for me then. I got a bit of boosh. Not you got a bit of boost. It's not a mighty boost, then, is it? No, it's not, it's not a mighty boost. Well, you keep it mostly under control. I'm like, I mean, like, slightly more mighty. What you should call it a contained boost. And if we go back like a number of years, you could have, you never could have compared to Barlow. That's true. <laughs> that is true. My my boost has never quite matched his boost. Well, even even with my ridiculously long hair, my hippie boost. <laughs> that doesn't count. I don't think. I think boost kind of implies fatness, not longness. <laughs> Right, yeah, but it has to have volume. Yeah. Times have definitely changed there, though, haven't they? Yeah, they have. But I, I don't think I ever saw either of you go super cyan, though, with the, with the hair. So No, I've, I've, never, I've, never, I've never taken its entire length and decided to starch it. So it's... <laughs> Yeah, no, that so would I'm be a mighty sonic. boosh. Yeah, that, that would be. Yeah, supersonic I'm style. Gonna, I'm going to cut you on my hair. <laughs> Not only do you, yeah... Not only does your hair get really stand on end, but it also changes to a completely different colour somehow. Not necessarily always. Blue to yellow. <laughs> mm. right. Depends on which person we're talking about. Wait, what if they start out with <laughs> yellow hair? Does it then You've got to have blue, blue hair, though. Well, if you're going by Sonic logic, you go orange, apparently, because the tails changes from like yellow to orange. It's not that, that much different. I thought he just went more yellow because he's, he's orange, isn't he? Lovely. Well, I suppose he's a bit more yellow. He's a fox. Now, but... Yeah, I guess. He should yeah. be orange. It was more or less orange to orange. Yeah. <laughs> orange to a different shade of orange. And then Knuckles was like red to pink, so that's like not different yeah. either. It's only Sonic that's weird. I don't think I've ever seen Super Knuckles. When do you see Super Knuckles? Sonic Queen Knuckles. Yeah, you can make oh. him do it in that. Super Chaos Emeralds. Because even well, as we discovered when we finished Sonic Heroes, he doesn't go. No, neither, neither Knuckles or Tails. Neither of them go super at the end of that. They just sort of float along with Sonic somehow. Yeah. And get what, when he's gone super. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, does a little. It's apparently, like those aren't canon. No, <laughs> like... apparently, Sonic Three is not canon. What? I guess it, I guess it's just hedgehogs that are weird because Sonic Three Shadow is the most changes color as well. But Sonic Three is the most canon. Yeah, yeah. I know. In a weird way, we'll have to see what happens in Sonic Mania, right? Yeah, true. Yeah, because that's... that going to be canon though. That, that's got to be right. Do you think? But it's made I by guess. like a. I guess it's all official, but it's made by like a fan, kind of. Well, I wouldn't have thought. The, I like. I expect for Sega to sign off in, on it. They have to agree with whatever he's done with the canon. If there is for as much canon as there is likely to be in this two D Sonic game, I, honestly, right. I don't think Sega care. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think they probably do. You reckon? You reckon there's like a continuity between all of the Sonic games? That's well, legit? I don't know if it's between all of them. They probably just don't want anyone fucking up the brand, so they probably had to check it just because of that. Mm. <laughs> so where does 
Yeah, it, 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 it's it's not quite as complicated. <laughs> it's just like, so I just laugh at the concept of like being worried about fucking up the Sonic brand. Well, they don't want anyone else <laughs> fucking up the brand. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> their job. <laughs> yeah, but I imagine now it's all like sort you know whitehead sort of in house that it would have been you know that they'll have Sega consultants coming around every now and to be like no, Sonic cannot be this probably. His Super Sonic cannot be. That shade of yellow. Yes, it's only hedgehogs that change colour. <laughs> Guess we haven't ever seen Super Silver. <laughs> no. That would be or, weird. Or Super Shadow, for that matter. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, you know, we did it's see Super the Shadow. The whole yeah. point of Shadow at the end oh, yeah, of Sonic yeah, yeah, Blast 2. Yeah. It's Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, Sonic you're right. Yeah, because he goes, he goes to weird white. Yeah, he changes colour in an inversion, which is sort of what blue and yellow is. Yeah, sort of. So, but then the only hedgehogs follow the inversion rule, apparently. Yeah, so what Shadow would... <laughs> Silver would go black. I guess. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why they didn't do that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but then, if they ever make another game with silver in it... You mean like Sonic Forces? <laughs> I guess he's technically in it. Yeah, but not playable. Not, well, not as far as we know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if they do that, they've, they've done messed up. Silver. Well, you know, the classic question about that whole situation is just like, can anyone just use the carousel rules? Also, <laughs> can any hedgehog, with the possible exception of Amy, have like interesting names? <laughs> because come on, like, all of the hedgehogs, even like even Sonic, which I will forgive because he was the first. Yeah. Like Shadow, like <laughs> we want a dark evil hedgehog. Well, that was so we'll make like... him dark and we'll call him Shadow. That's like like that's like the lamest name for a cat. You yeah, know, it's... <laughs> that was like. That was lazy, but then you don't want them to go the other way and make up dumb names like Nephiles. <laughs> sure, but that, I don't think they made uh, that up. Is, 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 is that sort of a, a mythology name? That specifically, Nephiles the Dark. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's his full name. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's then, not even technically a hedgehog. He's just an embodiment of evil. <laughs> just like Metal Sonic thought that Sonic might be a good form to take. No, because Metal Sonic was made by Eggman, right? Obviously. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? He sort of like, sort of, yeah, no, Sonic's seem, these hedgehogs seem powerful, I'll be one. I think he was based off, Sil- no, he's based off Shadow, because Shadow goes back in time and then there's a the whole thing. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> is that you know way more about that game than I do. <laughs> also, but, but Silver, I mean, come on. Just... I mean, that's fine. He's silver coloured. <laughs> yeah, that's not fine. That's what I mean. It's like, not, not that bad. So if, what if Sonic was actually just called, I don't know, Cyan or something? What if Knuckles was not called Knuckles? Or is it just S? Is this is, is the theme yeah, actually I mean, just S, S? Obviously. They've got to go for that. I mean, you can't beat the stupidity of miles per hour. That's miles. brilliant, though. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's genius. That's genius. <laughs> and, also, genius. and also, like, never really mentioned. He's just Tails. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. where the real genius is. You don't use the dumb pun in the actual yeah. full, in, like, how people talk about him. It's just his, it's just his actual name. <laughs> I don't know if it was... I don't know if it's ever been in a game. It's probably been in manuals. Yeah. Which technically counts for old manuals when that was... When, yeah, yeah, yeah. when, when it's not referred to as Miles at all in any game. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. Mm-hmm. I know it was a thing in those weird. It might have UK... been on like a character select screen occasionally. 
Oh, right. What you reckon when they, if they said it in full, yeah. like there's a bit of scrolling text somewhere, like background art or something. Or like just um, like <laughs> where it says Tails, just have his full name as well. Oh, wait. Or yeah. as part of the character's right screen the... somewhere. I don't know if a Sonic game has had a full codex. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I think that's probably Sonic. a good thing. The Sonic Although, effect. Not sure. It might be hilarious to read a Sonic code. Oh man, they're brilliant. Well, that's the thing. But I guess that, as we said about the timelines and whatnot, it's just like if they were to actually do that, they'd then have to actually decide what was canon and what, what, what happened in what order. And, and do we? Uh, and, and does Sonic Four exist? Yeah, yeah that exactly. sort of thing. That doesn't even exist in the real world, does it? <laughs> Barely. Well, episode one and episode two, I guess. They did come out. They, it was a thing. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. <laughs> I completed those games 100% and I still refuse to believe it. <laughs> they were not Sonic games, no. Okay. Well, they, okay. they were Sonic games, but they were bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did, how did we start on this? That's <laughs> the Sonic universe. <laughs> how did we end up in Sonic again? <laughs> Sonic Mania, Sonic 3, Super Saiyan, something about Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan hair, there we go. Yeah, yeah it, was about, it was the Mighty Boosh. The Mighty Boosh. Anyway. So what's the Boosh meaning in the Moose Boosh? Uh, am, I, am I that kind of Boosh? That's spelled not. differently, isn't it? Is that like yeah, B-O-U-C-H-E? Yeah, something like that. But but if I was that kind of boosh, like if I was the mighty, no, I, don't, I don't think you were any kind of food related product. The mighty bouch. But <laughs> yes, that's more likely. B a u c h, the classic. <laughs> I forgot about that not word. <laughs> yep, bouch. Where did that come from? Oh, I kind of remember. Wouldn't it be pronounced boosh? <laughs> bouch. Bouch. <laughs> I'm the bout. Okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we can move on. Now we can move on to other random bullshit. Bout. Yeah, what's been going on? I can tell you my not kitchen, it's like pre-kitchen vision because I was at the supermarket buying wait, food. <laughs> wait, wait so, so you're anticipating there to be a problem? No, it's, it's before I got the food to my house. Oh, right. So, so it, it's like theoretically okay. the stuff would go into the kitchen, but it, the, the bitching was happening on a stage before it returned to the kitchen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Pre, pre-kitchen. Okay. Which supermarket uh, I, were you at? Well, I went to Tesco's. Right. Drive right. there. Yes. I went there to just buy some shit that I needed, and I had possibly the shittiest self-checkout you've ever had, where literally everything I scanned caused some kind of error. <laughs> uh, I nice. think I think we've all, I think we've all been there. But it's the dumb, it's like it's like you scan it, and it's like the, I, I basically had all the different possible errors to do with the bagging area. Where it was like <laughs> you scan it, it's like put that thing in the bagging area, and it's like well I did. <laughs> then it's like okay, clear that error. Then it's like Scan the next thing. It's like there's an unusual object in the bagging area, and it's like well, maybe it's that thing I just put in there. <laughs> that error. And then it's like scan another thing. Someone, something has been removed from the bagging area, and it's like no, I literally just put something in. <laughs> I think your scales are screwed. Yeah, and you know it's like the self checkout. You'd think that would be like, oh, the robots are taking our jobs. But in actual fact, <laughs> in the self checkout, they have to employ someone to just stand there and apply their credentials to the machine every two seconds. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely do. do. Yeah. So, like, that's the least what 
I mean, that must suck even more than just being on an actual till. <laughs> oh, yeah. That job must be real dull. Other than, well, you're just walking around going, yeah, sorry, it does that. But and you, also, why have they not day. just removed all those errors? Like, I'm sure they're there. Yeah, who, who reviews that uh, that log at well, the no end? Does. Exactly. They just cancel the error immediately without even, like, looking in your bag to see if the thing that's meant to be there is there or whatever. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't pack those diamonds. That's not... <laughs> And even then, when you're talking about the scales, like, what is how what security feature is that? Because you've already scanned it, so you're already going to have to pay for it at that point. Yeah, it's just sensing whether you put it down. Yeah, it is a little weird. <laughs> it's like, what exactly is the point? Of if, that? Yeah, if you've scanned it, why do you need proof of bagging? <laughs> I saw a guy behind me who'd obviously got wise to this. He was just he was scanning stuff and then banging them on the floor next to the scales. And, <laughs> and, it, like, and, it, this. and it was accepted. Yeah, and it was just working. <laughs> what the hell? Apparently, apparently, if you don't put anything in the bagging area, it just ignores it. That, what? So if you ne- if you never if start, you never bag. start, and don't put your own bags there to start with. Or, oh man. That's a top. Up. That's a top tip. Um, well, maybe. Unless he's like a star. Unless he just got lucky or something. And, and those are codes to be like no bag. <laughs> no, I need the no bag cheat. <sighs> it's just dumb. I don't know why. Oh, they are awful. Why? Yeah. Why would? Why? No, the worst ones still have that. Error? Right. So I sort of get self-service checkouts for like the the little basket ones, right? Because uh-huh. there are times where it is actually a lot faster to just have a couple of items and be like, you know, I've, I've just bought lunch yeah. or something, and just go beep beep beep, and then I'm through. Uh, especially now contactless is a thing, right? It's yeah. super quick. Um, I'm okay with that. What makes me angry are the ones where it's a self-checkout, but it's one of those ones where they've put the conveyor belt on it. So, like, that's just stupid. Yeah, because it's like, what's, there <laughs> it's is like, no benefit to the consumer at all. Well, it's it? just like, the whole point of the conveyor belt in an actual checkout is it's sending the items to the person who's going to process them. Mm. If you're the one standing there, it's like, you're sending them to yourself, except you're not, because you're busy unpacking stuff. You've, unpacked, you've unpacked it onto a conveyor belt, only to then <laughs> pass it through the scanner yourself, which you could have done straight out your trolley. It's... Well, it's also just that. the fact. It's also just the fact that it like implies that you're going to be using a reasonable amount of shopping <laughs> through the self-service checkout, which is going to be way slower than if you just used the person. Well, it's not like at least it's not like an American one where it's like a certain limited number of items. <laughs> it's like twelve items or less. It's like oh, well, 13, 14, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's not what those. It's just not what like, those are. Technically, self checkouts yeah. aren't like that. Self checkouts, you can take as much as you fucking want through there. Technically, mm. and I have to, I have seen. What, what do you do if you run out of space then on the on the scales? You play Tetris, like yeah, so. I've seen that done where people have just like bagged it up in a way and then been like, uh, "What do we do now?" Right, bag on top of it and just like stack it up like really high. Or just, nice. as we said, don't start in the main area as apparently flat. Tell you what, go go to Sainsbury's and Ipswich on on rush hour on a Saturday, or you know, you know, the biscuit town. <laughs> just just go and just oh man, you see the the self checkout is a, is a monstrosity of idiots. It's it, oh, it's <laughs> a monstrosity of idiots. A monstrosity of idiots. That's the collective noun. <laughs> yes, obviously, it's a monstrosity of idiots. It's it's. Both immensely entertaining and incredibly frustrating if you're just passing through going, I just want to buy my wine! But, no. Is that you? I just want to buy my wine! I just want to buy my wine! Well, I, I, I can't remember the last time I was in Sainsbury's, but I was probably buying pizza. Probably. I think we can say that 
pretty much about any time. So what do we need? No, we were just driving. <laughs> You're probably my pizza. Just driving past. Zach's coming over. Like, what do we need? Well, we need milk for tea and <laughs> and pizza to, to keep him at bay. <laughs> Also, in a related topic to why I was in Tesco's buying food. Yeah. But that was mainly because no one else is at home at the moment, so I'm having to make my own food, which, you know, <laughs> never goes well. <laughs> really? But also, while no one else is at home, I have to manage the hot tub. Oh, right. Because, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I talked about this before on the podcast, probably. It would have been at least a year ago, I guess. I think when it was first. You have talked about it, yeah. yeah. But you have to put chlorine in it every single day. Yeah. And it's like, just like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because the chlorine just evaporates off it again because that's what chlorine does. It's a gas. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's so ridiculous that you have to just continuously dump chlorine granules in there, regardless of whether you're using it. In fact, if you use it, you have to put more chlorine in than you normally do. All right, so this is just, you need a base level chlorine dose. Yeah. And then if you're actually going to planning to get into it, it's like, oh, double up. Yeah, exactly. It's fairly ridiculous. Have you used it? No. No? Is it too, too skank for Zach? I just don't... You just see, don't dig the bubbles? Like, I don't see why I'd go out there by myself. For, like, I mean, maybe I know, if man. it was a really warm night. Pull, pull yourself a nice... Cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put it, put it, put it on the side of the tub. Get the switch. And then... <laughs> Get the switch? I don't think I'm playing the switch in a hot tub. In a hot tub. I'm not even playing my 3DS in a hot tub. Amazing. <laughs> hot tub Zelda. No. Well, if, if it was a Zelda with time, you could then, like, with a time mechanic, then it could be a hot tub time machine. <laughs> the switch. Also, the other I, the other trouble I might have talked about before related to that hot tub is like because of the chlorine, you go in the hot tub and then you essentially have to have a shower afterwards, regardless, because <laughs> you have to wash all the chlorine off. <laughs> it's like going swimming. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's like not you can't just go in there and enjoy it. You have to then there's there's a whole process after the, the hot tub. You can't just towel off. But what if you double up for like one day? And then getting it the next day, <laughs> like without putting the chlorine in, and then and then you put the chlorine after you've been in to clear it up. I'm not sure that's the best idea. No, I think the whole point of the chlorine is to make it less skank while you're in it. Not for you. <laughs> I'm just thinking practically about the skankiness of the hot tub. I don't care about me, <laughs> my skin conditions. <laughs> All the chlorine. Just pour that whole bottle in. It's a bath of chlorine. Hmm. <laughs> Bernie. It's right next to the fish pond as well, which, you know, doesn't seem like the best idea. Although <laughs> no. I'm sure no, no, there's no actual transference. Well, unless your fish learn to jump. Yes. There's also a shit ton of baby fish in the fish pond at the moment. Probably too many. I'm not sure they're all going to survive. <laughs> How many local cats do you have? Well, like, I think last year they all got eight by a heron. So it wow. depopulated okay. that fish pond quite a lot. Yeah. Well, the heron just quite. arrived and ate them all. Yeah, it seemed like it. They were just all gone one day. Sup? And we've just put a new pump filter on there, so the water is now super clear, which probably doesn't isn't going to help. Mm. Everyone can see. <laughs> when I went out nice. there to feed them today, none of, they didn't come for the food, and it, they were all hiding in the shadowy parts of the pond that weren't directly in the sunlight. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> I wonder if someone something is trying to kill them recently. <laughs> <laughs> Fish aside. Yeah. Those fish 
not get them too too good. I don't think. You know, you perhaps the if you just put like edible fish in your pond. <laughs> like most fish aren't. <laughs> I don't know what fish you got in there. I think pretty much any fish could be edible if you wanted. Probably, but like like fish that you might want to eat. <laughs> what, use them as a buffer to distract the actual predators? Yeah. Here's some shit fish that, that aren't nice to look at that you can just eat, but yeah, suppose you leave them good looking ones that are really easy to see and catch. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs> just put some sticklebacks in there just to just to fend them off. The odd pariah. Not just sticklebacks is the type of fish you want to, because they've been the ones that would hide the best. You'd want big and slow lazy fish, like a carp or something. No, but you'd be want the carps to look at. Carps can be nice fish. <laughs> yeah, but not the not carp like... eat the other fish. <laughs> no. The carp aren't carnivorous. Oh yeah, not carp. No, which one do I mean? Carp. Oh sorry. Mike, yeah. You would be able to fit a pipe in the pond anyway. So no. Yeah, they're a bit big. Pipe? Hylian bass. Stick that in there. Yeah, exactly. Get a porgy. Whatever the porgy. hell a porgy is. <laughs> yeah, porgy. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? There's like trout, there's salmon, there's there's bass. Then there's a porgy. I bet you that's a real fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> given, given the rest of them, it has to be. I've just never heard of it. Or is it like pronounced weirdly like porgy <laughs> or swordfish? I don't know. <laughs> the thing I found annoying about the porgies in Zelda is you just like you just don't see them very much. Like, I want. I don't think you could even. Yeah. I don't think you could even find mighty porgy, porgy in the wild. Porgies. Because I've never seen one. I've seen armored and regular. But I've never seen Mighty, and I'm like, I need those. <laughs> I'm stuck trying to find an electric fish. I have no idea where to find that. Oh, I found some vault. This, yeah, vault, vault fin trout. Yeah. yeah, I can't find those. <clears throat> I think they're in. They must be in the Zora River, right? Because that's where all the electricity is. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think I found them in a crate. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy them in the Zora domain shop. Ah, uh, right. Maybe I should they're just not do that. that expensive. Because I think that's how I got the photo of them. I took a photo of them in the shop and then used the scanner from there to work out where the fuck they actually were. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Okay, didn't realize you could do that. That's yeah, that's it's obvious now. I suppose yeah. there's certain things like the wheat and stuff. I kind of wish you'd find more. We're talking about games now. We should talk about Zelda later. I guess. Yeah. 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 What's been going on with you, Rob? <laughs> not a lot. I ran eight miles yesterday. Killed That's me. a long way. Yeah. It's longer than I normally do. I ran to park run, did a park run, and then ran back. And it's like two and a, two miles to park run. So it's, yeah, it added up. Mm. It was uh, two and a bit miles. Yeah, so, yeah, and I was, I was kind of dead for the entire day. Got, got in and basically slept. <laughs> nice. And then didn't want to do anything. So I played like six hours of Zelda. <laughs> Standard. Well, that's a good thing to not do. <laughs> Sounds like quite a nice day. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> other than you know the epic achy feeling, but other than that, it was good. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. It's been sort of unadvent- uneventful for me. Sort of running, doing doing all right running. Been doing oh, Friday fi- like a five miler series, so I've done like four of the five now. So it's four of the five fives. By me, you're speeding around. I'm speeding. I'm still a rubbish runner, but you know I'm doing it. Are you still running? No, uh, oh. I didn't try and start again, uh, but 
something happened. <laughs> something <laughs> happened. Something happened. Yeah. I don't know. I can't be bothered right now. <laughs> Obviously. It's a bit warm for it, in fairness. Yeah, maybe that's it. But if you don't know, my classic okay. walking conundrum. It's like there's only a small period in like spring and autumn where it's actually nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the same with running. I don't know if you were to do it like right now, for instance, at what what is it, six, seven o'clock at night, like something like that, it's actually not bad. Yeah, yeah that'd be okay. It's just everyone else in London has the you same idea. You just don't want it to get yeah. dark while you're doing it. That's the oh trouble. yeah, but then if everyone's doing it, then you blend in. You're not. You're not one of the. You're not one of the crazy people. You're just one of the people. Driving so. home at night around where I live, I've definitely noticed people taking dogs for walks and running at like two a.m. <laughs> Which I guess is fine if you live where yeah. we do. <laughs> I've, I've definitely seen some early morning runners uh, around here. Two a.m. Hmm. There was there was actually a like a full on bike race that that was going over the road one night when I was running home at about that time, and I was like, wow. <laughs> It's quite hardcore. A peloton just comes yeah, by. Yeah, it was like 20 or 30 bikes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did they have Is lights? It... Like... <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure they probably did. Hmm. It must like be that. a weird sight. Like a whole peloton full of... <laughs> they don't or do it just, in the dark, just... do they, in Tour de France or anything? It's all in the day. Night stages. That, they, should they, bring, they should do yeah. that. Night stages. Why not? I don't think There'll they do, so though. Many more, so many more crashes. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty bad, the crashes, just, as it is. Well, they'd have to, like, choose, like, an easy course for the night stage. Sure, like, I guess. They can make it slightly less dangerous in general. So the pack stays together a bit more, maybe. Or... Did it just make an eerie noise as it came by as well? Like, just sort of... <laughs> well, I was driving, so I was the one making Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, must, that must be so creepy, just in the middle of the night, just to hear <laughs> lots of cycle tyres go past. Yeah. The odd gear change. Drunk. <laughs> well, yeah, it probably would have been weird if I hadn't been in the car. Because typically when I'm driving home, I'm like the only car on the road most of the time. Mm. Just walk directly down the middle of the road. It's fine. <laughs> That's how I run. Yep. <laughs> That's how I have been. Just get in the road. Uh, yeah, so nothing. Nothing happening. Fair nothing is. doing. I'm Captain Lazy. Captain Boring. <laughs> You're not Captain Lazy. That's the problem. Well, Captain Lazy... Captain Run 8 Miles in him. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. the least lazy. I'm Captain... No anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a word for that. Nanecdote. There's like capital N, small A, capital N. A non-anecdote. A non-anecdote. A non-anecdote sounds like an, anon- an anonymous anecdote. Anonymous anecdote, an anecdote, and that'd be a non-anecdote. Anecdote. That'd be like. So a mate of mine told me this thing about a guy. And they did a thing. <laughs> yes, an anecdote with exactly no information. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> something happened. A thing happened. <laughs> and it was something. It was totally describable. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. This story was to... completely describable. <laughs> this is factual news. You could actually tell someone what happened. <laughs> it's probably the most honest statement that's ever been said. I don't know if it's the most honest. <laughs> anyway. 
It's about as well. Okay, surely. Well, the, the, in fairness, <laughs> pure, tr- pure truth is a fairly <laughs> static ceiling, right? <laughs> so, yeah, in theory, a lot of things are the most honest. In theory, yeah, there's a lot of things that are maximum honest, <laughs> right? Because it's so binary. Yeah, absolutely. There must be a hard ceiling on honesty, right? Right? I don't know. It depends. What is truth? And all that. What shit. is truth? Oh, um, <laughs> oh. The, the plot thickens. The soup thickens, or the I don't know. It gets thicker. <laughs> now I was, I was just trying to think of what what the plot thickens actually means. Does that literally just mean the script got longer? <laughs> we, wrote, we wrote more plot. It fattens up. Yeah, it must do, right? Yeah. <laughs> that must be where it comes from. The plot thickens must be a director going, oh god, we've just doubled our script size. <laughs> yeah. 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 If that's not true, it sounds right. It sounds right, <laughs> yeah. Some percentage of truth. <laughs> Max. Plausible <bias>. facts. <laughs> Potential facts. Yeah. Right, should we do the Potential news? news? Yeah, well, yeah, unless you got what have you been up to? You got much to say? Not much. I went, went to a couple of gigs. Uh, it was my it's my birthday tomorrow, so I had some <laughs> drinks on Thursday. That was good, and then uh, went to see Spoon on Friday. Sp- Spoon. 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 Do you know Spoon? No. Oh, I should you would like them. They're a good it's band. Half my namesake. Yeah, check out Spoon. They're really good. Spoon. Do they have a Spoon Man? Do they cover Spoon Man? Do they play the spoons? I don't think they do any of those things, sadly. That would be great. You have to do a couple of Spoon Man using the same That's to have been done. Totally great. Yeah, that, that would be good. That has to have been done. Spoon Man. Obviously, next time we need a Salacast theme, bring out the spoons. Can you tune spoons? You use different size spoons, right, yeah. to make different tones. You'd have to have quite a precise mic to just pick up the tone of a spoon, though. That's like... How do you hammer a spoon? Like, would you have to have, like, a neutral spoon to hit the tune spoons? Maybe. A wooden spoon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You, like, need the wooden spoon because that one doesn't really make a noise as much. <laughs> or you just use two identical spoons, and that is the... <laughs> That makes one note. And then you've got a percussion fork. <laughs> just just on the side there. And then you use a knife. You just, just whack those spoons with a knife. hit the knife pretty hard. <laughs> yep. yeah, you got to go full cutlery. I mean, who is it that used, like... Like, um, Beck Hansen did a whole thing where he played, like, just a whole kitchen table as an instrument with his band, with sp- complete with spoons and various other things. I remember seeing that on Jules Holland. I, okay. That was quite nuts. But no, I don't think I've seen Spoon use spoons to play Spoon Man by Soundgarden. Is, is um, that, like, e- the E-Pro spec guy? Or, like, sorry, Beck, not spec. Yeah, Beck. Like, just Beck, as yeah, in Beck. Beck. Yeah, Beck, Beck. As in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? All that. I'm sure like half of his albums are remixes of his previous songs. I don't know, they're quite different these days. Uh, Like uh, like he puts out like several versions, I think, of the same album. 
So like I I I think I ended up with the, the the like almost all of it like on Spotify at one point and it was just sort of like oh let's listen to this and it's like and oh wait this is the same song but now it's all electric for some reason. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. This is the Game seen. Boy version. <laughs> it's just really weird. <laughs> Chip tune version. Mm. Yeah, and then yesterday I saw Green Day in Hyde Park, which sure was. Uh, well, so it was like this stupid, so, um, my friends had got the tickets before and I got mine quite late cause I was like, I do actually like that band. I might as well go, especially as it's my birthday and stuff hmm. uh, coming up. So yeah, you never um, know, they might it, not be playing much longer. Yeah. It's well, one of those things when they, a band gets on a bit, it's like, are they going to carry on? Nah, they're going to be like the Rolling Stones that go on for until they're like fucking 90 or something. Probably. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, like, come up with some sort of illness. It's like, is one of them going to, like, get this? And then the only phrase that came into my mind was, is one of them going to get ear crabs? <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly, Mike Dud will get ear crabs, and then that will be the end of Green Day. <laughs> I mean, the, the, it's hard to prevent, really, isn't it? Well, ear crabs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, it's a constant it, threat. It's a constant threat. So um, it was this kind of festivaly type thing called British Summertime, uh, I guess sponsored heavily by like corporate sponsors like Barclay Card or whatever, and okay. in Hyde Park. And it was like super heard of this. Yeah. quite corporate. Like every day is a different set of artists and stuff. And I guess that's a normal festival thing. But it's it a bit like, like, like the new O2 wireless effectively or... kind of but it seems less coherent than basically there's no real theme that's what's weird was weird about it is there's no real theme between the days like wireless it's all like urban music and stuff and hip hop and stuff so i've been to that the past couple of years and, a bit and that's in the part yeah I mean, sometimes yeah um well, it used whereas, to be, it used to be that didn't it like yeah it's totally changed yeah it's it's almost all now uh, R&B and hip hop and, 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 and dance music and stuff and grime yeah and grime um, so I think it's Skepta this year and um, Chance the Rapper and The Weeknd hmm. um, <clears throat> that's next week I think but I'm not going uh, although I'll be able to hear it from my house <laughs> yeah, <sure>. um, <laughs> and then uh, but this BST thing or whatever like the next day after Green Day was going to be um, I think the previous day was like Phil Collins and the next day is what? just yeah it's Justin Bieber um, and, okay. and it's Green Day in the middle or whatever of the days uh, and so it was clearly a, like a punk themed day or whatever this day because mm. they had, were supported by Rancid and they had like the Damned and uh, the yeah, Stiff cool. Little Fingers and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, but so that was cool so I wanted to see the Damned so that was quite good but um, the, I had never seen I bought my ticket whatever not really paying attention on the website or anything I suppose I just did it because my friends were already going and stuff and I turned up earlier so I went in and tried to see, because it was quite early, it was like 2pm, I was like, well, let's see how close I can get to the front to see The Damned, which less mm. people want to see. And I couldn't believe it, like the whole front area, massive semicircle, all the way back, as far as the um, like the the towers where they put the uh, uh, cameras on and stuff, you know, they have those at gigs. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, that entire semicircle was all fenced off for like VIP or something. Wait, what? Yeah. All the way oh, as far back really? as that. 
Yeah, it's insane. So us like plebs who'd like paid the normal entry ticket, I didn't even realise there were other options, could only get as far as a, a metal barrier that was at that point. So it's like there was a massive crush uh, or, you know, complete with multiple um, uh, mosh pits during Rancid that was right up against this barrier and you could see yeah. in front and then there were security guards and then you could see in front people like sitting down, like patches of grass. That's like, so it was, weird. It was totally nuts. I've never seen anything like it. Um, yeah. If they've done like that... Paying, it's like the equivalent of paying for the cheat sheets, isn't it? Like when you go yeah. to like a theatre show. It's just... That's a bit weird. It's so I'm weird. Not sure, I'm not sure I like that. No. It's really it, just causing more problems by creating secondary pits, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was really... It just, just giving the security guards more problems to try and deal with. Yeah. It was really bizarre because you couldn't Maybe really. Maybe there's smaller problems, but there's more separate problems. Because it affected everything. Because like the, you, they were quite far away at that point, and then on the stage, so you could watch the screens and stuff, but you could barely yeah. see them really. And then the sound was really bad as well because in Hyde Park they can't turn it up very loud. Really, I mean it was okay, but not good. Not like at Glastonbury or something. Um, and and yeah, um, so. Yeah, that re- it really sucked, basically. So I don't think I'd go to... I definitely wouldn't go back to a BST. gig like that at high point. No, BST. No, definitely not. I mean, Unless you can buy the v- the VIP ticket. Well, I guess, but I mean, I don't think I agree with that whole system. No, it's stupid. I mean, I, it's kind, I saw, it's kind of against the idea of gigs, in a way. Totally. Like, I saw Blur in Hyde Park years ago, and that was totally fine. Mm. Um, that was a much bigger, bigger gig, I would say. Um, although there were plenty of people there. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, but so, quite pissed off about about the way that was run. But still had a good yeah. time because they they were very professional and uh, they got some good songs. They're still playing, even though they're like freaking twenty five years old or however long they are. Some of their best ones. <laughs> Stands up. Stands up. Cool. Yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been a gig in a really long time, but it's it's just because, well, you know, we've talked about this plenty of times before. The whole crowd mentality of gigs is like, I know that's the thing, but it boils. Oh, you don't like me. it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you wouldn't uh, have liked this. Yeah. It's just like you know, even when we're trying to watch craft work, you know, the most subdued, nice event. Oh, a latitude imaginable, yeah. and you're still getting teenagers trying to go. Oh, get to the front! I want to see the German people do nothing. You know, it's just like it's just come on. This is a real chill, chill time. Don't be shoving your way through. Get here earlier, you. Yeah, you, you dick cheese. They just do it, though, don't they? Yeah, it's super annoying. Mm. Just be sensible. Be humble. Oh, okay. Yeah, got Sit my down. music reference in there. <laughs> Sit down. Be humble. Yeah. Sit down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that works at gigs, like because I saw him at at, at uh, Wireless, but it was before that came out, so. Don't know how that plays. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Be on. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's me. I guess. News. News. What's going on? Uh, I have here uh, the SNES Classic Mini. Ah, oh, yes. You can already not buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much I really want one. Do you like then? Yeah, but the. Pre-orders it, disappeared. They, is were, it they really, were like up and, d- and down immediately. It was It's crazy. Is it really better experience than like... It's just a cool thing, right? But is it a better oh, yeah, experience yeah. than an emulator? Well, like, especially with the... I'm interested in how... Because apparently this is the first like official emulation of Super FX stuff because they've never put out 
like oh. Star Fox on on um, I, on virtual. I didn't realise that. Hmm. Um, that's that's yeah. kind of interesting. Well, the thing is, is like um, in theory, the NES Classic actually was a was a really solid emulation. Like it's not. It's mm. probably not like you know chip accurate like some of the emulators out there attempt to achieve, but it's uh it you know it was it's rock solid like one of the one of the best um emulation experiences out there and it did good stuff with the pixel scaling very good picture quality you know yeah. and like it, and it, it was just a very very solid device and of course for me the the like one of the the, the hooks is you're actually going to you know it comes with official versions of the original controllers yeah. That's, That's cool. the cool bit, right? I, I want to play SNES games on a SNES controller. Well, supposedly to, the ones you can that. get for PC, the SNES one controller ones are pretty good. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like People like, um, oh, God, is it 8-Bit Doe? Yeah, that do, sounds Something okay. like that. Those, those, those guys do solid work. They're quite expensive, but they'll like yeah. make, a NES, make a NES controller with like Bluetooth and stuff in it. So it, so it works really well. You know, that, that stuff does exist, don't get me wrong, and it's pretty solid, but... I don't know. There's just something about this isn't going to be an Inti made controller. True. On a on a little cool little look how cool that thing looks. I know. You know little, and cool. and I love how it's got the same this, cool thing where the, it's a super cool mini version of the SNES, but we but we in Europe still have the better version of it. Yeah, we get, we get the <laughs> we get the power SNES. Yeah, which is nice design. Although apparently, you know. I think we still, if if you got the original SNES, that would be, have suffered from the weird plastic beijing. I think even here, but oh, yeah, um, yeah. so I think the American version suffers from that as well. But it does, but, yeah. But still, oh, it's a cool thing. I kind of want it, and it's not that crazy money, really. What is it like sixty quid? I think. Yeah, it's not 60, 60, 70 pounds, and it's like. Yeah, it's a bit of hardware, and yeah, it's seventy pounds for twenty SNES games, which you know you might consider a bit rough, but it's super cool. Yeah, it's super cool, and it's I want, you know I wanted the NES one, and it, like it's just impossible to get, and this yeah. is already sold out of every pre-order that's gone up, like, yeah. almost immediately, and it's it's super frustrating. Well, maybe this time they'll keep manufacturing them. I don't know. Yeah, they have said they're going to do a... I think they did sort of say they're probably going to do a bigger hardware run this time. Mm. But whether that's a limited run again, who knows? Like the artificial scarcity thing that Nintendo constantly get Mm. um, accused of, whether they're aware of it or not, it's already turning out to be a thing before the thing's even remotely out. It's... uh, ah. But you're right, it is, in the grand scheme of things, would it really make a great deal of difference to just emulate the things now, right? Because the, the, the X-Bone controller D-pad is fine. You could use the bumpers to act like the SNES bumpers. The buttons are fine. You'd probably have a pretty okay experience using a modern, like a decent D-pad controller on that or you thing. you can get one of these, yeah. It's like you like say, they didn't already things. have, like, basically SNES games on old... Game Boy, like Game Boy Advance, even that didn't even have enough buttons, and they still worked. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. The, the, well, the, the stuff that uh, the official stuff Ninty did anyway, like the you know, the the remit, the remit releases of the Mar- of the old SNES Mario games, they were solid. Yeah. Um, or if a little weird because they've had to squish the screen a bit because the old Game Boy's resolution wasn't actually as high as a SNES. But yeah, but, uh, yeah and you'd have to play it on a GBA. <laughs> So the yeah. weird surprise with it was the fact that it comes with Star Fox Two, right? Yeah, that's the, that's cool. Um, 
Although, <laughs> I actually don't think Star Fox 2 is that good a game. Like, have you played it? <laughs> I've, I've, I've not played it, but it like it's... Uh, how to describe it? So it's not the same experience as what I like out of Star Fox, right? The original and Star Fox 64 or Lilac Wars were quite, lin- were, you know, these linear, branching yeah. E, just all action games. Whereas Star Fox 2 is a bit like Star Fox Armada, where there's like a strategy element to it. You have to go around, uh, mm-hmm. you have to fly to a specific point and then do a specific thing. And it's it's where all range mode effect- effectively was being developed. You know, it's, right, it's, yeah. and, and the chicken walker. You know things like that. That's where it's, it's the game that started all of that, and it never actually came out. And it's so it's 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 fascinating from a historical point of view, but like it's not the Star Fox I want to play. No, like, I'd more more than happily play the original over over that. And and you know the ROM's been circulating on like in emulation circles for a long time now, like mm. having been cleaned up by fans. So it actually functions and is a finished game. I guess that's the interesting thing about this. Is like, has Ninty done any work on it? Like, I think the game there was, is more. The game was to kind it. of finished. Yeah, the game was kind of finished before it got canned, um, and that's why the fans, I think, had to do some work to get the ROM working once it mm. surfaced, um, or you know, at least playable end to end. But yeah, it's interesting. Like, will, will there be differences between the version that circulated and? The version Ninty have officially put out, you know, will they have, what, what, what will they have done to it? Is it going to be significantly different? No, of course not, but there'll be some little things, surely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, historically, that game is now released, so that maybe that makes it more illegal to emulate it. <laughs> I think maybe emulating an unreleased thing is more illegal regardless. <laughs> you reckon? Because how did you get that unreleased thing? Sure. By some illegal process? Yeah. <laughs> but if it's abandonware or, you know, an equivalent thereof. I think abandonware has to have come out though, right? You don't just get, like, completely abandoned projects that you can just take from, yeah. from it, the it company is un- when it shuts down. It is unusual because normally a company will take the tech they built for a thing and push it to the next version, right? Whereas I, I, I believe what happened with Star Fox was that both Star Fox Two and Star Fox sixty four were kind of in development in parallel, and then they basically said, "Yeah, don't worry about that one. Well, we'll, have, we'll, we'll just launch the sixty four version." They had their mm. thing about about polygons, <laughs> yeah, which is like we don't want polygons on the SNES. <laughs> don't do that. Stop doing that. Even though they did that, well, sort of, but not really. They did it before the PlayStation was a threat. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> as soon true. as the PlayStation true. came out, they were like, oh shit, we can't do a few polygons on SNES when we, they're doing we, loads we, more. Yeah, we shouldn't be trying to push 3D on a platform that's not designed for 3D. Basically, that's it. Yeah, so it, that's a fun little historical thing. That's good well, to see them putting it out, I guess. You know, the game was done, so why not? Why not? In fairness, the whole list that they've put out, although smaller than the NES one, like, you know, mm. it's 2021, 20, isn't it, rather than the 30 this time? Okay. Um, um, if it, uh, like, but but still, it's a, good, it's a good good list of games, and it's even got... I think they've said it's Final Fantasy 3, which... No, we don't. Uh, which we don't which, Final Fantasy 3. But I'm hoping that's Final Fantasy 6, because Final Fantasy 6 is a hell of a game. 
Well, that'd um, be pretty good. <laughs> you don't know whether Final Fantasy III is out of the game. No, I honestly, I don't. I don't. Final Fantasy VI is the earliest one I've played, um, and I only played it um, on the PlayStation re-release, uh, which is basically the same. Um, and I put like eighteen hours into it, and I don't think I got anywhere in it because it's a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a great that's a great game. It's great great FF. Great. What else is on there? You're gonna got all, got all the Mario. I assume it's got yeah Mario World, Super Mario World, Link to the Past. I assume. Yep, that's there. I think there's a Castlevania and a Contra. So that's cool. Uh, that's Super Contra, so Super C. I don't know what which one it was, but yeah. Oh no, it was Contra Alien or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the Contras very well. Um, yeah, that's there. Was it, was it pilot wings? I don't. I think they may have skimped out on pilot wings. Oh, that's a shame. That seems like a bit of a. I remember that classic. one. I remember actually playing that. Yeah, I think everyone's at some point remembers the base jumping game yeah. in it. Yeah. Less so everything else, but just the base jumping. I guess that probably aged really badly. Yeah, probably. But then you know, Mario Kart's on there. So. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, and I don't particularly think that's aged well, but. Or, like, quite a lot of Mode 7 stuff hasn't aged that well, in fairness. F Zero is on, on there, isn't it? That's okay. F Zero stands out better, personally, yeah. I think. Than... Yeah. It's just because that early Mario Kart obviously only supports two players, and it's like, you know, Mario Kart's kind of more of a thing when more players you put in it. Yeah, that's true. So, yes, SNES Mini. Yeah. Get it if you cool can. Thing. Cool thing. I want one. Someone send me one. <laughs> what else we got? Sega Forever. They're releasing all of their games on mobile for free. Is that right? Yeah. So this, is, this is a this is a weird one. Yeah. So Sega. Uh. Yeah. It's on mobile platforms, which is immediately strange because it's like controller based games don't map that well to mobile. Just no. I'm just saying. Just saying. And uh, yeah, so but they're going to put up like this free platform out where it's it's ad supported, but you can pay like a dollar or something to get the ads removed permanently, um, and then and then that's it. You have access to this library that they're going to keep adding to mm. of old Mega Drive games. Um, I, I forget what they put out there as being on the initial list, like Sonic and like the first Sonic and Comic Zone are the two I remember. Um, as as being in the first wave, and they're just going to expand it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a really cool thing. Like, why I I'm somewhat confused as to why Sega of all people would do that. It's like you, this is your legacy, man. You've already been putting out Mega Drive classics on Steam for a while. Mm. Uh, like, okay, I mean, it's great, but why would you do this? <laughs> because they want to do that in another market. <laughs> I guess, I guess, but, so even more people. but but they're not selling each game. It's like anyone can play those games for free, and then <laughs> well, like the, and then the, the most they can make out of a user on that platform is a single dollar that we know of so far. Yeah, uh, but it has come under a little bit of criticism because apparently the emulation isn't actually very good. I don't, I don't think Backbone did it. Mm. <laughs> Would be yeah. the I don't know. You know. Backbone, I think, actually built quite a lot of Sega's old um, back in the 360 days. You know, when they were starting to push the Mega Drive games out there, like Sonic Two and stuff like that. They, they were all Backbone-driven emulation, and that stuff was pretty perfect. 
Um, but yeah, I've heard the mobile emulation is not that hot. Like, I think Sonic gets framey, was what I heard in spots. That's and it's not like, what you can't, want. Yeah, you can't do that. I know the original Sonic did get framey when you were like invincible for some reason. Like, it had, had some problems on some levels, but. Uh, but yeah, apparently this is worse than that. So that's a thing. I've seen Hideki Naganuma posting stuff about uh, there's a there's a picture of a bird grinding a rail doing the rounds, and it says just the the concept of bird for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jet Set Radio News. Well, yeah, maybe that maybe that is like like what they did with Metroid or as the pro stake or whatever. Maybe, maybe he's secretly making more Jet Set Radio. Well, no, because he oh, just he, he's actually just been like the, that game Hover Revolt of Gamers just released like not that long ago, mm. and it's his soundtrack. Mm. He he's done the soundtrack for that game, so it's like oh, I need to listen to this. He's done new material. He done a game. Concept of bird. What else is going on? What else we got? Uh, let's see. What else is going on? There's a Steam sale. I don't know if that's very exciting. It's is anyone buying anything? I mean, I'm I'm probably going to pick up near and maybe Snake Pass, as just because I need 2017 games to play. Because our list is woefully, woefully small this year. You say that now, but it's not going to be. That's the problem. I probably won't gonna be but yeah <laughs> but but right now it is but yeah i don't know i want to play near anyway near looks cool um and snake pass kind of looks charming look at that snake's face look at him how much is that in this uh like half price so it's like seven ish quid oh yeah seems okay. like that. yeah i'll take a punt on a little game like that that's fine uh, near has come down. Uh, I mean, uh, I think that's only thirty percent off. So you know, but then it's not that old. So no. it's come down from forty to like thirty, I think. So or a bit less than twenty-seven, twenty-eight, something like that. So, but that game sounds like it's proper quality and uh, pretty big. So you know, that'll be worth the bones. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's a fairly run-of-the-mill sale now. You know, the days of the Extreme daily deal are gone still. Yeah, now it's we just said this all... last time. I know. All the deals. This is the deal. Yeah, but well, in, th- in theory, the in theory, but it doesn't feel like. I, I know, I know, it probably is the highest deals or all the high deals all the time. But like in a weird way, it just doesn't feel like that. But they seem to make just as much money, if not more. So oh, they obviously they know what they're doing. It's an, it's an almost site wide bargain, almost. Sometimes it's weird noticing what games aren't on sale. Like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure I went through my wish list and I'd be like, why is that old thing not on sale? <laughs> Some developers just don't want to do it. Yeah. A little bit surprising. I think the only thing on my wish list that... Well, yeah, I guess it's still on my wish list that isn't on sale is like Astroneer, but that's in early access. So that, that's, right, yeah, yeah. That's I, why that's not on sale. You can, you can sort of forgive that, yeah. A game that isn't even out yet. Although some do do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, anything, anything else? Are you thinking of picking up anything? 
I haven't really looked at my wish list, but I, I was yeah thinking about maybe some. I should look for it again and actually pay attention. <laughs> I, did, I did peruse your list recently. Like, was it Dead Cells and Axiom Verge? And... Yeah. I should maybe get to one or other of those at some point, I guess. Dead Cells does look cool. Yeah. I'm quite, I, think I'm, I think I'm with you on I that think one. That's, that's still an early access, isn't it? It is early access, yeah. yeah. And it's also. <laughs> yeah. The counterpoint. But it's a, but it's a little sale. It's, like, it's like a 15%, like, like, but it's only like a £15 game anyway, so it's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, how about yourself, Dan? Anything on your radar? Um, I don't think so. I think it, I got a message saying quite a few things on my wish list were on sale, but I, I, I think I might have to update my wish list. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, like it? It, like it like it sent me an email every day for like the first few days of the Steam yeah. sale, saying fifty eight of your items of your oh, wish list are on sale. One, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I got loads of it. I got loads of it, and each email had a different game on it. <laughs> oh. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't like <laughs> list them. Yeah, I just, just got one that said like all of them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Maybe it bugged out for you though. Yeah, probably. As long as it doesn't put it in my spam filter now. <laughs> it's just it's just saying I should buy it overcooked. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well we should we keep saying we should play that, but then we never do. We never do, no. But but it is great. Mm. It is that it is one of the best games. It's just the best game. <laughs> it's one of the best games ever. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. Are we gonna get no, this sort of, sorting out this like best games of all time thing? Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we can plan that. Yeah. Uh, right. Off air discussion. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> What's going on? Um, you said something about Atari, Rob. What the hell? They have teased that they are making a console. They have, they basically have put like a little video out that basically does like an Xbox style pan over what looks like a teak wood grill. Look, well, they they're going okay. to do. They clearly they're just going to do like an Atari mini, like a twenty six hundred mini. <laughs> 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 I don't think that's true. I think no, I don't think that's no, true. But that would be good. They're definitely posing it as this is a new thing. Well, maybe it's not a console. Maybe it's just like a case that you put around your console to make it look wood. <laughs> I'd, I'd be on board with that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I have seen like like, like um, there's a thing on Kotaku where someone had modded a PS4 Pro to basically just be made of wood, and it's like that's cool. I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, you could mod any console to be made of wood. You just take all the plastic off and yeah, just yeah, shove yeah. the electronics into a box. As long as you sort the cooling out and it's, <laughs> and, and it's all good, then yeah, sure. You could make some real classy consoles. Or terrible. <laughs> just made of plywood with a hole in it. <laughs> I suppose you have to be careful, right? Because these things run hot. Well, yes. That's probably why a lot of things aren't made of wood any longer. <laughs> True. <laughs> All I want in terms of hardware from Atari is like the thing from Terminator 2 that lets me steal cash from cash machines. <laughs> yes. What? Well, Don't you remember uh, that? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not remembering It wasn't this. really an Atari hardware product exactly. It said it's Atari on it. <laughs> yeah, but it was a hacked thing. It wasn't, okay. like, it wasn't Atari releasing a thing to let you. No, I know. But that's what was this was someone carrying around a hacked 2600 and just plugging it into ATMs? What, what, what was this? I, it was re- I have no recollection of, of this. It was some kind of like palm top PC thing, but it said Atari on it. 
and John Connor used it to like steal steal money from cash points. Okay, yeah. by like hacking with it or something. It was like a stupid scene. I think yeah, because companies like Atari made terrible palm tops back in the day, didn't they? <laughs> when palm tops did were Atari thing, make that? I, I know Apple did. were, but you know. It said Atari on it, man. <laughs> so weird. That was weird. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it was when it was when consoles weren't really consoles as much as they would just wear really bad computers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that phase. Yeah. Before the, the before the NES, basically. Dark times. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. What like? Do we? Why do, uh, the world doesn't need another console? Like I know that sounds weird to say from my perspective, but like another full full fledged console, Pretty really? Sure it's not going to be another full fledged. No, it's like having unlikely. Yeah, I mean, like having two in the same space makes a bit of sense, right? Because then they compete against each other, and then that forces Nintendo to do their own weird thing. That's fine. The, the, the three console system works. The three party system. <laughs> An NPC. Laughing at them all. Sort of. Sort of. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they put out. Do Atari actually publish much these days? Or what, what is Atari? Yeah, it depends what, what, what part of Atari you're talking about. Yeah. Which actual Atari is it? The last thing that I remember they put out was, you know, Rollercoast Tycoon World. <laughs> Where they fucked that right up. Or was that them? I think so. Because huh. it was like it's the whole remnants of infograms and all that bullshit that happened. Jag- went horribly wrong. Yeah. Jaguar 2. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great if that's what this is. It's a new Jaguar. Rejag. E type Jag, that's what yeah, I call it. Exactly. E type Jag. And then they can have a car show as well on their stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we've done deal with the new Jaguar. Although that's, that's why it looks like it's made of wood. It's not actually a console. It's a attachment for your car, like a car radio. It's as it goes into the, into a oh, slot in your nice. car, which yeah, is why yeah. it has the wood trim. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> we put a Jaguar on your Jaguar, yeah, dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Derp. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I was ever a big Atari fan. Like those 2600 games are garbage. Well, yeah. again, you probably don't realize things that were Atari that weren't on like the actual Atari consoles. Mm. Things they released in the publishing ages. Yeah. You probably don't remember things that were published by Atari. No, you're probably right. And 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 I mean, I I've played a lot of Infogram stuff over the years. So if that's all been melded in, well, I don't then... know if it all has. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, did Ubisoft take over some of that? I, can't, I, they, I thought they might have been French. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. For grand. Uh, is there any more news? I think we've covered the major ones, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. mostly. The Zelda DLCs come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, I saw Gary playing the Trials thing, so it's obviously there, but I haven't got it yet. Uh because I've got the actual game to play. <laughs> but don't you want it for the map features? And I guess so. <laughs> the yeah, I'm... Included in the main 
portion of the game, I suppose. Yeah, the map, the map I sh- quite yeah, useful. I should probably buy it. I don't think oh. it would. Not as much as you think it would be. It'd be more useful towards the end when you're trying to figure out if you've covered everything. Yeah. Have I actually got this thing? Did I go here? Did I find anything here? Isn't it meant to be time limited though? That's the thing. Two hundred. Two hundred hours yeah. though, isn't it? Mm. Don't know. Theoretically, that's not going to help you if you're going for hundred percent completion. Because I imagine no. it would probably take most people longer than that. But then, isn't that why there's the Korok sensor? Well, whatever that does, still mm. I, the Korok hat. Actually, need to see that to know how that works. I think it was like a, wasn't it like a hat you put on and it like yeah. jiggles. Makes them like. Well, yes, but what does it tell you and how far away? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Probably shrine distance, I guess. That's quite a long way, though, isn't it? Really? (laughs) I guess. Not nearly long enough for some of them. The last few that I didn't find where I was like, oh, I just didn't quite walk far enough off this road to get into sensor range into this place where there was no reason for me to go otherwise. Mm. Because there was no indication that the shrine was there because it was underground, motherfucker. Still no news about what the second one is, other than it's some sort of story, you know, got their little teaser yeah. for me three. Little teaser. Uh, and I guess, like, the only other thing is, what did you think of E3, Dan? You missed out you, you missed out on a chronological special. <laughs> I did, I missed out. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what games do I care about? Obviously Mario. Yeah. I mean that was obvious, but I mean I was pretty dinosaurs. pretty excited by the ridiculous gameplay mechanics that that look awesome, and the, even the two D thing looks fun. Um, uh, yeah, so I like the look of um, the kind of sandy area and the fact that you get moons or whatever, half moons or something. What do you pick up? <laughs> yes, moons and grand moons. Grand moons, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, stars and the got moon. Like, I yeah. guess they were still called grand stars, right? In galaxy, the uh, big stars that you got at the end of the bosses. Right, yeah. Actually, I think they were. So yeah, that looks really cool. <laughs> that's still kind of lazy. It's like. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Why not just make it stars again? I mean, yeah. come on. Why, why aren't they stars? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably some weird plot reason to do it. Oh, well, I hope ha- there's not a plot reason, because that makes it happy. significantly worse. Where it's Wait. just like, we've come it's like chaos rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because the other princess is Luna, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's no, not Luna. Is it, isn't that her name? The thing is called. Oh, the thing is called Luna. <laughs> Rosalina. Yeah. Rosalina and Luna, yeah. So it's, it's it's like Rosalina's got her stars now, and now Luna needs his moons. Needs yeah, but it doesn't, I don't think she's. Well, I guess I don't know if she's in this game. She's not really in. She's not canonically existing in the universe, right? Because of the whole time travel thing <laughs> It's always time travel. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that game resolved. I never finished it. Well, you missed out on the ridiculousness of the end of the galaxy. <laughs> so there were a lot of different moves going on with that hat. <laughs> it's going to be interesting how it plays, um, especially with those motion controls. Although apparently it does play quite nicely with just the pro controller or whatever. Probably the best way. Yeah, wasn't there a thing where it requires a motion control to throw it out or something? And Not to throw it out. It's like you press a button or something to throw it out, but then you can kind of flick it in a different direction from once it's thrown out, I think, mm. using the motion. So maybe maybe you can even do that with the, you know, just a normal controller. I think using... it was unknown. I think it was asked of the of the staff on the floor and they didn't know. Because presumably they'd only been trained to. Oh right, do okay. Motion control action, well, people so. were playing it, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, it looks cool. I mean, New Dog City looks a bit small, um, but uh, well, I don't think any of these areas. I think are it's just a hub there. world. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't bother me too much. I think it's. I think it's. There'll be plenty of them, and it'll be good. Well, I'm not 100 percent sure the idea of a hub world is even going to be a thing. No, I think it... I think you just have separate areas that you can. Travel or if there is a hub world, it will be like in the middle of the sky. You will just be able to walk around your ship, maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah. you've got your ship. Kind of like we? how it did with Galaxy, where you you end up on the spaceship thing, yeah. the observatory. Because yeah. the Odyssey is <laughs> the name of the ship, right? Yeah, apparently. Oh, is that is that it? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so that looks cool. And then otherwise. Um, I really like the look of Spider-Man. I don't know that gameplay <laughs> demo. It's Batman, basically. Yeah, because it's Batman, but but more Spider-Man-y. Like it is yeah. definitely is faster and uh, more kind of you know less power and more zipping about the environment in a Spider-Man-y way. And I'm, that, I'm, that I'm, really I'm good. Hoping, I'm just hoping that combat is 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 as different as it looked. Yeah. I hope it actually plays differently to the Batman in in in, yeah. in enough in enough ways because yeah. it will probably be similar. Like I'm definitely you know it's definitely cribbing mm. just by looking at it. But I hope that there's enough nuance to it that it sets it apart. Well, it looks like there's a lot of web slinging, <laughs> mm. uh, uh, and the z- uh, the zero death thing is cool. Right. Like you're not allowed to you can't kill anyone in the game. The game will actively stop someone from dying. Oh, excellent. If you, if, if you push, try to push him off a building, for instance, he'll web them into safety. Right, um, awesome. And I wonder if that might actually work. And I wonder if that works to your detriment at times. Like, so if you accidentally kick someone off, but then because he has to spend the time to web someone up, well, it doesn't put you in trouble. <laughs> but then can you exploit Maybe. it? Where it's like, if if you come across an enemy with a large amount of health and you just taunt them to, to towards an edge and then just kick them, a kick that wouldn't do enough damage to kill them, but causes them to stumble backwards onto a ledge, and then he has to do an animation which counts as a kill because it has to simulate them falling off you can't just save them and that like pull them back mm. up and then have them continue to fight you surely yeah maybe because <laughs> that would be dumb yep but same difference as any other game where they just fall off and die right well sure. yeah but that would be the thing it's like could yeah. you, is it exploitable in the in the way it would be if you could kill people <laughs> yeah. anyway we, we, we've or yet maybe to they see thought, maybe they have thought of that and he webs and pulls them up and then uh, like, and then they fall over but, <laughs> yeah and then they break the web as they come back up or something because they're bosses yeah, but you don't want to do that if you're going to have a ledge you want to push people off it if you and you want that to disable them hmm. you just have to make it so that it can do it in a, in a logical way he just webs them and they just dangle <laughs> and that puts them out of the fight because they can't climb back up it does. It does at least seem like at least when you're doing the like stealthy Batman stuff, like if your options are always a little loud, that would be a bit more interesting. I think like so you're not just perfectly stealth. It's like oh, okay, I need to. Uh, I'm gonna have to take this guy out, but he's gonna knock over some barrels, and then that's gonna act as a distraction to pull these guys over here. Maybe that you know makes it a little mechanically more interesting. Well, we shall see what they come up with. It was very kind of carefully choreographed what they showed, mm. but I think it showed some really good ideas in terms yeah. of the mechanics, and it just looked really good and, and had yeah, the right and tone, I, and I, I think. And I think in, in, Insomniac are quite, quite, you know, they have a good track record of games recently, and they, and they basically true. came out. They basically came out and said that, "Hey, we learned a lot from Sunset Overdrive yeah. for this." So, you know, the, 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 you know, their traversal chops have been proven before. For sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been saying they finally got the swinging feeling right. You know, it's the best yeah. swinging since Spider-Man 2. Apparently they've been really concentrating on the, on that. And, the, and the, you know, they're 
their thing from the very beginning of development was that obviously he's never going to going to attach onto nothing <laughs> mm. or the sky. He's always going to yeah, attach yeah, onto yeah. a building and stuff like that. The dad look did look like you do quite a lot of running along a building without losing any height. Yes, uh, yeah, that's, that's a that's a sunset overdrive thing. <laughs> I guess you could do that as a spider. So well, maybe that's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's a kind of zone. Yeah, so that's okay. Uh, yeah, and no, I've heard that the, the perhaps Manhattan, or you know, because it's just Manhattan Island, isn't? It? Yeah, they said, said you know the, the actual area you're doing stuff in isn't actually that big. But, that's okay. You know, I, that's I, fine. I, that's fine if it's good. Like I'm, I'm okay with a game of that type being actually quite a short, sharp experience if the story's solid, right? I, yeah. I, I have, I have no problems with like they don't have to make a big sprawling open world game. It's like you can just do your thing and get out. A little bit like the first Batman, right? Yeah, Arkham Asylum was really good in terms of do, length yeah, and pacing do your, and stuff. Do your thing and get out. You don't have to go big. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of hope they don't in some ways. Hmm. I always felt like Arkham City kind of cheated by making the city a straight line that was bent around in a horseshoe shape. Oh, sure. Yeah, it definitely does. But yeah, in, easier to load, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, and they, they, they have said that even though that demo they showed was very a scripted sequence, it is, yeah, possible to, it, it is possible to fail out of those. Yeah. Despite what they've shown, you know, there are fail conditions. And it's not like if you miss one of those quick time events, you're dead and you have to restart. Yeah, there might be there might be detriment like you may have to fail several of them before it kicks you out. Yeah. Um uh depending on or however that's balanced is, is unknown. But then, you know, the bits where you're sort of in control. I don't know when he was chasing that helicopter. Was he was he yeah. actually swinging himself, or you know, how so. do you fail out of that? You know, things like that. It's that kind of stuff. Like in those big sequences, how does the game handle itself? Hmm. Like it would, I I bet it will just be. Oh, you got too far away. You lost him. And it's GTA like, oh, style, yeah. Do it, do it again. And it's like, which is a bit of a bummer, but it's like, how else do you do those big moments? It's it's yeah. tricky. Yeah, I want to see more what the game is like in general, rather than the big sequence like that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you want to see what's what are you doing more of the more of the game? You know what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? But yeah, so pretty hype for that, which surprised was sort of surprised me, but I'd just forgotten about it and I was like, Oh yeah, oh this looks really good. Yeah, uh, but isn't so... it a PS4 exclusive? Is it? Oh, I think it might okay. be. Well, I think maybe... Sony's bankrolling it. Freaking hell. Well, maybe it is PS4 Pro time for me then. I don't know. <laughs> I wanna I wanna play Wipeout. And I'm sure Red Dead won't look that much better on Xbox One X. Wipeout's apparently really good. Like well, it's a very it's a very it good it's very game. good remake. Yeah. Well, no, apparently they've done work to it, like more work than yeah. you think. Like yeah. you know, texture updates and fidelity yeah. updates. And, if I got know, a PS4 they're... now, I could play, you know, um, Last of Us and stuff like that. Oh yeah, because Uncharted. You never played that. No. Yeah, I, I still want to play Uncharted Four. I still yeah. want to play Horizon. So it. Um, it does seem sensible. I mean, the Xbox One X is awesome, I'm sure, in terms of power, but there was just nothing oh, yeah. at E3 that made me think yeah. I no, need to buy I'm, that. I'm, I'm glad you said that, because it's exactly what we echoed, basically, was that, yeah, the hardware seems amazing. Like, what, what a bit of kit. Sure. But at the same time, that Microsoft lineup, not blowing me away with not games. strong, no. And that's, you live and die by your games as a platform. And it's much. the Microsoft one is not strong at the moment, and it hasn't been for a while. Yeah, like the last year of Xbox has been really disappointing. Mm. Just in general, just in general. Um, and it's 
yeah, it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to sort of argue at the moment. It's like, yeah, if you if perhaps if you missed some of the last year's worth of games, you know, they have said they're going to update all of the previous uh, what's it, first party titles that have come out over the last twelve months. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gears of War four and Forza Horizon three uh, are all getting updates um, to 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 take advantage um, of all of all the new stuff, but. Uh, Depends how much you really like those. I think even Halo Wars was getting an update. Halo Wars 2. Um, Woo. Yeah, to make it 4K. But, um, yeah. It's also that, um, you know, to, to, while we're on Scorpio and Bone X, or whatever we, whatever we are ac- ac- acronymize, acronymize? <laughs> shorten it to. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever we shorten it to now, uh, yeah. Like, there's only actually two games that they that Digital Foundry saw at the show that are, were actually running 4K native. One of them was one of them was Forza, Forza. yeah, yeah, Forza, yeah. Uh, one of them was that, which don't get me wrong, looks super nice. Sure, I, I, maybe mm, yeah, Forza looks real good. Um, and uh. Oh, I can't remember what the other one was, but it was like a third-party title of some description. It was actually running 4K native as well, because um, uh, Microsoft were only showing Forza like running that like that, and uh, uh, everything else was using some form of checkerboarding to do it, to mm. to achieve it to achieve it. So, like the Assassin's Creed demo, the they the because um, Anthem was shown at the Xbox One. Was that was that where it showed up? Yeah, yeah. And, and when they analysed the video footage for that, they reckon that was just <coughs> checkerboarding. And so the look of that trailer might be the real deal. Uh, was their theory? Um, things like that. Uh, how do you feel about Anthem? Are you hyped for Anthem? Uh, no. Um, no, not at all. Not really. Not yet. I, I, that's a real wait and see from me. It's not really because of. Um, I get that it's probably different people from um, Mass Effect Andromeda and all that, mm. but. Uh, I still think Bioware Soul has departed. Has departed at some oh, point. Oh yeah, probably when the you, uh, the, you, the, you can't, the I don't founders think you can left or whatever. Well, Anthem's clearly isn't going to be a big story thing. It'll probably have a story, mm. but it won't be like main. It'll, it'll be like Destiny. It'll yeah. be about grinding out loot. hundred <laughs> percent. But do you think it is Destiny? Because it looks yeah, like Destiny. Yeah, I, okay. I really, I think, I think it's that, but with different. Control different universe and mechanics, yeah, because it doesn't look like it's just a straight gunplay game, right? But it's, I, I, it's, it's yeah, different. It is, it is different. Uh, but yeah, I think the loop will be Destiny. But then I, I trust, even though Destiny was not what everyone wanted, like I'd probably still trust Bungie with shooting type stuff, action type stuff, more than Bioware. You know, sure, like maybe Destiny yeah. Two will be better than Anthem. Anthem well, I guess we well. uh, I guess we haven't really seen Bioware do a straight shooter shooter. No, <laughs> I guess. No. I mean, maybe Mass Effect Andromeda was getting there. Yeah, with their like jetpack boosting around the battlefield and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. possibly. But, but it's always but like second fiddle, isn't it? To the, but then to I really the... don't think Anthem is that game either. Like from what they showed, it didn't look. It didn't look like a shootery shooter. I don't know. Do there's, there's something they went and shot things. There was yeah, a on screen, and they looked for it and shot things. But then they had a lot more special abilities. To That's just... only because it was a demo. I guess. Was like, on, I guess. In the real game, you would never waste your superpowered moves on these shitty enemies that die in one shotgun blast. Mm-hmm, probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Because that's probably a 20-minute cooldown or something. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Just want to look pretty. Or yeah, something. Exactly. but then, uh, but then, uh, uh, like, but the fact, the fact, the interesting part of that world is like the, the somewhat seamless nature of it, and the, I don't know, are they going to do like Iron Man flying combat? That could be fun. Well, yeah, the jetpack thing. Yeah, slightly interesting. And you know, they they mentioned it's like that. In, that in theory, the world is going to be dynamic with you know emergent creature patterns and. Oh yeah, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, that's all buzzwords. Well, yes, but you know, it's been done. Far Cry does it. Horizon does it. You know, it's not—it's not, it's not like it's an impossible thing anymore. Yeah, but that's not. They call it like immersion aware, and it's not really anything special. It's just like we spawn the AI that does a thing based on its AI routines in a certain place, and then we just let it do a thing. Sure, we don't specifically. It's not a path movement. <laughs> But then even Monster Hunter was claiming that they sort of just basically had that, you know, their their AI routines are now like, well, these things kind of, if you're in an area, they're like the AI for all of the monsters is being simulated simultaneously and they, sure. they and they will all interact and hunt each other. But I mean, Monster others. Hunter has traditionally always been much more enclosed environments. Like but that, the, but the but levels are like small yeah, but that's not a, there's like gateways between the zones. But that's not a thing in world. It's like, <laughs> or is but, it? Yeah. I guess we don't actually yeah, know. Yeah, I guess not. I think they've said it's like a big open world in that now, but it's like... But <laughs> it depends I, what their definition I, of open world is. Yeah, and I assume you can that... can still the, have load zones between canyons. I, I assume they'll be simulating in areas still. Sure. Right? Yeah, so it's like they can't simulate an entire open world game at once. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. No. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. And An- Anthem looks interesting, but yeah, we'll put the usual bio. We'll put the Bioware hazard light on. <laughs> mm. Well, obviously, I hope these things are good. Yeah, yeah. of course. But no, I... one, no one wants to see a game go bad. But... No, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to ask you about Battlefront Two because okay. I'll be honest with you. I looked at that, and I've got a bit hype. <laughs> this this looks like it might actually fulfill the promise that the first mm. game didn't. Did they show any single player or did they just focus on the No, the they've only shown they've only shown multiplayer as far mm. as I can t- I think they've trailed bits of the campaign but not mm. actually shown any gameplay. Just wondering because that's how they kind of announced it before E3, wasn't it? With the Yeah, it was like, "Hey, we've got a campaign." Yeah, and now it's uh Yeah. Uh but I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like that, the. I mean, uh, that, that it does look like it looks, it's got looked good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's got more to it, mm. um, while still being more casual than Battlefield. Uh, and um, I mean, it's a bit silly running around Naboo, <laughs> but I guess that's they've got to have these. Oh, that's silly. Which the whole game is supposed to be like well, anywhere else? I yeah, from, I guess like, it makes crap. sense. Yeah, and and isn't there like time setting br- bridging the gap between? Like, yeah, six and seven, three yeah. and four as well. Yeah, right. Right. Then filling in both the gaps, ideally. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. No fucking gungans though. I'm still getting my. <laughs> yeah, the no fight with gungans. gungans. Well, that would have been hilarious, though. I think that could have been really funny. Because we did say that before E3, and then as soon as I saw Battle Droids, I was like, holy shit, they're doing it, but they weren't. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't go all in. So it's just, what, is it just, it's just Battle Droids versus, like, humans at Naboo Club people? Yeah. Right. Separatists versus the Republic, clones. Republic Commandos clones as the clone army, and then Separatists as the droids. Yeah. Oh, right, it's that way around. 
I just hope, hopefully there's a button you can press that says Roger, Roger. Yeah, exactly. That must be like, if you think of Battlefield, that's got to be the affirmative on like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to spam that, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. It's going to be non-stop spam. <laughs> that is indeed the option. Uh, that that be, I would like, look the, forward the to. classic... Scout from Newton Spencer here. <laughs> Best audio thing, 2017. I mean, I have Not to say that. My, right, one, right. my favorite thing lately has been the prequel memes memes phenomenon. I don't know how long it's been going on, but I find that I really like prequel memes. They're so stupid. Have you come across oh, this? Yeah. A little bit. They just take the most boring generic lines from the prequels and turn them into memes. Uh, yeah. uh, I can enjoy that. So Roger Roger so, would be is a good one. Roger Roger. <laughs> Well, possibly. <laughs> That's not a boring line. Yeah, they did. Line. That's one of the top posts on there is, um, can we just take any line from the Star Wars prequels and turn it into a meme? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not possibly, it's possibly. 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 <laughs> it's the, what, it's uh, Django Fett, isn't it? No, it's, um, it's Obi-Wan. Yeah, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan talking, talking to, to Anakin, Anakin in the... Sends his bedroom or whatever. Yeah, in episode two. Oh, this is a different episode. possibly then. This is uh, this is uh, a Django Fett. Because he says it, possibly is it, it's just, Isn't it just before they cut the weird worms up? Yeah, it's before the whole worm situation. Yeah, in the bedroom. Right. Yeah, and he just goes possibly, possibly. <laughs> the best. Yeah, choose the best. <laughs> mean that internet get on it. <laughs> Well, I'll see some possible. <laughs> meme dat, yo. It's going to be on your website, meme dat. Probably already exists. Yeah, probably. We can request <laughs> memes. That's the whole yeah, thing about... Can you, can you do that? Can you request memes? Does that break the whole thing? You know, forced memes are the... Yeah. It's a forced meme. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I heard someone pronouncing it as meme the other day. Uh... I think it, the prequel means might have started with because one of them is that no matter what the context of the question, you just you just apropos of nothing, you just say, "Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis just twice?" That is the. So good. <laughs> and there's this whole thing about uh, Palpatine just being called the Senate. Because he has a line where he says, <laughs> I am a Senate. <laughs> I mean, I, I recommend you look useful, up Prinkle Beans. Useful it's so for good. American politics. Yeah. Just friend Palatine because he's a Senate. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Senate. <laughs> I, have, I have seen that one actually just going around. There's, there's some, something political about America was said, and Palpatine was just like, hello, I'm the Senate. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Anyway, That's E3. Cool. That's yeah. Funny. Uh, uh, yeah, I was excited about those games. Oh, and I think the whole Mario cross rabbits cross XCOM thing is hilarious. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah. It looks funny. good. Surprisingly good. Uh, what else? My, Metroid Prime 4, no information, but okay. I mean, yeah. and it's not, it's not, um, it's not retro. We retro. know it's not retro studios making it. So if it's good, I'll play that. If it's not, I won't. <laughs> Have you played any of the previous ones, though? Uh, yeah, I played Prime. Oh, okay, cool. I haven't played t- uh, the sequel. No, they're all the same. 
Yeah, I, well, had, I heard sort of. uh, two was good, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, well, all of them are good, but um, uh, they, one, one is the best, like, in fairness. Yeah. But, yeah, one was the most pure, and that was why it's the mm. best. Because once they tried to start getting too complicated with it, it made it annoying. Like, two, well, I'm not 100% two the whole light and dark world thing was a pain in the ass mm. most of the time. And then three, once they had motion controls, it was like, you didn't need to do that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they did because of Wii. But, you know. <laughs> yes, they did for that reason, but they didn't actually need to. Where was Trilogy? Oh, Trilogy was released on the Wii, wasn't it? Yeah, because they not, still not, needed the motion controls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't, I know, did they put, they put that on Wii U, didn't they? But you still used motion controls. Well, yeah, because it could still use the Wii controls. Yeah. yeah, no, Prime, Prime's a cool game, but yeah, I wish they'd shown them. You know, don't do an announcement like that. I know you probably haven't got a lot to talk about Nintendo, but, you know, I don't, I don't like it when they just go... We're making this game. It's like, come on, man! Like, reveal it later when you've got something to show us. Well, maybe they maybe that, maybe that's the trick. Maybe this, maybe they're actually just going to release it, or just shadow drop it this yeah. year. Well, maybe not this year. Maybe like early next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, don't want, they don't want to ruin Mario Thunder because you know the whole thing where there was the that you know the twitter thing going around beforehand with the pr- tweets about prime steak and all that and it was just like oh yeah, yeah for for developers to be that casual about spoiling it they must have been doing it for a while sure <laughs> maybe no, i mean it's good they're hopefully good news because you know they're gonna be wrong i love i love those games they're all they're all they're all great I can't wait yeah. to see how they mysteriously make Samus have a tablet. <laughs> like <Zelda. laughs> What, the Space Pirate Slate? Yes, exactly. The Eye Pirate. Or just, it'll just be like some kind of like weirdly modified gun arm where it gets square and flat and has a screen on it. <laughs> what am I talking about? It'll be a Chozo Slate. Yeah, it will actually. A Chozo Tab. Rills. Chose Blip. Right, that's and that's it. About, that's the thing about Sarah. She doesn't really have like the the fact. She doesn't have like Mass Effect, where it's like hologram screens that project off your armor or anything. Yeah. She no, just has an actual HUD. She, yeah, she has a visor. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's all. That's why you go first person. Yeah. Just think of the next generation of visor effects. Well, that's the trick, isn't it? You've got the. <laughs> you've actually got to think of the next generation of visor effects because. I mean, you could reuse some of them, but I you mean, want to have new fancy ones. Hmm. I mean, you know, X-ray and thermal have been around for a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah, but they did work. Work. They were the two that worked the best in a way. Sure. Because like, the, I mean, the, yeah. the, they got a bit boring in the second one. I mean, they're, they're the ones that work best for gameplay, and because they're the ones that normal people understand. Sure. <laughs> like yeah, the sonar the... vision, where it was sound based, was kind of cool. Yeah. But, like. That was the that was the most interesting one that was kind of underutilized. Yeah, like it's it's that's kind of a fascinating one, but like yeah, it didn't quite work. I don't even remember what they had. Like, in, did they even have visors in three? Like, <laughs> probably. I don't, don't really remember those at all. No. Yeah. Fuck so, it. Just go hardcore and make it so that you're you're. Instead of having the X-ray visor and the thermal visor be separate, just make your visor be a slider, and you just move between the entire electromagnetic spectrum. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> just drag it. 
Uh, that could be pretty fun. <laughs> pretty ridiculous. No, it's gamma ray vision. Can't fucking see anything. <laughs> now with the power of the Wii U tablet, you can... Oh, wait. <laughs> well, you can still have the touchscreen on the Switch, I guess. Except not really. Not really. <laughs> shouldn't design for it anymore. Nope. The Switch. Uh yeah, so that's that's just that's your E three, is it? That's yeah, it? pretty much. That's it. Yeah. Who won? Uh, Nintendo <laughs> won, obviously. I actually don't think anyone won. I think it was, I think it was kind of weak. They'd already won actually, before they even turned yeah. up. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of kind of weak all around this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. I think Microsoft could have won if they'd backed up their announcement with a load of awesome games, but they didn't. Mm. Uh, anyway. Surprise, Scalebound is still about, yeah. <laughs> that we we just couldn't make it on the original console, so, yeah. we, so, it's, so we're breaking our rules and it's going to be a Scorpio only. <laughs> Immediately break those rules that you've already just established. Yeah. So that's it. It's time for what you've been playing. What you playing? What? Just playing, um, uh, I don't know. Zash. Zash. <laughs> Zob. Zob. Rob was making a reference to something in the earlier part of this podcast. We were talking about the pronunciation of CHs. <laughs> right. right. Well, that, and I was referencing, hey, Ash, what you're playing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Zach, what you've been playing? You gave me way too much credit for that. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of a better joke. You were. <laughs> um, I've been playing, well, let's get the classic out of the way. I played War Rocket League. We still haven't played another actual match yet. Really? Tomorrow. Well, still not. <laughs> That's a long gap. Well, it was the E3 gap right. was the problem. And also there was one pair of teams who just couldn't figure out timing to finish their match from the previous round. Right. So that took a long time to happen. Dragged on before they could prepare the next ladder. Yeah. So then the E3. And obviously and those that team was our opponents as well. So even if we wanted to yeah, go ahead yeah, yeah. <laughs> of schedule, we couldn't. We had to wait for that to happen. So yeah, the next match tomorrow. Uh I on on just playing Rocket League by myself, I finally made it to Diamond. So I get my fancy blue reward for next for the end of the season, which is like fr- three days away at this point. Right, I made it just in time. So yeah, season five of Rocket League. Season four was a normal length, not like an entire the year. Epic one, yeah. <laughs> I'll be interested to see how many people I see with season four grand champion tag, because theoretically it should have been a lot harder to get in the grand champion this season because of the way they rebalance the ranks to be more individual ranks and all that stuff. Because that was the thing I had with Season 3, which was like, why am I seeing all these Season 3 Grand Champions and why are they so bad? <laughs> so there's that. So I'll get a fancy blue blue trail, I well, guess. We've all been playing like garbage the last few times we've played. We've just been, we've just been collectively bad. I think so. I don't know why. No mojo, man. <laughs> okay. just, just lost that mojo. That's the explosion, is it? Yeah, it's very technical. So it's a runner thing. <laughs> yes, <clearly. laughs> got no mojo. Uh, yeah, what's that? Season five. Season five will be. I mean, not season five. The patch that will come out at 
the start of season five on the fifth will be marginally interesting to see how that goes. Goal explosions. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, finally. Prepare, prepare to see a skull every single goddamn time because everyone in the entire world will inevitably use that. Because <laughs> everyone loves skulls. God damn it. <laughs> it's the year of the skulls. It's the classic problem of this kind of thing, which I think we've probably even talked about in reference to Rocket League before, where it's just like, if you make one thing that people think is cool, you're going to see that thing eternally everyone is going to it's like the Batmobile where it's oh, like yeah. you just saw so many fucking Batmobiles the DeLorean didn't last as long but it definitely had a, had its moment <laughs> where it's like everyone was fucking using the DeLorean mm. it's just like all the boosts like when they made that the hairdryer car that had its round of ridiculousness as well oh, yeah. and some of the trails it's mainly the stuff that comes out of the crates obviously because you bought that, yeah. Because people ascribe wealth to them, <laughs> to, to them, to them. Oh, I'm gonna show off my fancy boost, despite the fact that it looks like garbage. Yep, despite the fact that everyone has it, so it's incredibly not cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is annoying that I, I do find it's like. I mean, I know they've got to make their money somewhere, but I, I still find it annoying that the you know the crate stuff isn't attainable, even, if, grinding, it, even yeah. if it's incredibly, incredibly rare that it's just not available at all. Yeah. I mean, they made that whole trade-up system, but then the, it doesn't go anywhere because mm. it's like it only counts for those that first set of items that they had before crates existed. Yeah, <laughs> you can get the lightning bolt rocket trail, and that's it, or multiple ones of it. <laughs> multiple flex. Yep, multiple flex kits. skins. Yeah. Okay. Also, also, kind of sucks that this like the cars are crates only. I mean, yeah. Even if they did another DLC DLC pack, I wouldn't mind. Just like a legitimate way to just buy a set of cards. I think I was more okay with it when it was, <laughs> di- when it was DLC focused. Yeah, but it's the random gambling. That's what you don't want. Yeah, because I do kind of want the, some of the stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, I, technically, I, I, you not... could just buy a bunch of keys and then go trading. But it's quite a lot of money for those keys. Yeah, like, you know, no, no, the, key, the keys aren't on sale. The keys aren't in the Steam sale, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course they are. That'd be the time. <laughs> That's a separate system, though. I don't know if they could even just operate that within the normal Steam context. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. And it would piss off all the console players as well <laughs> if keys suddenly became cheap, but only because on PC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I haven't thought of that. So there's that. Uh, I played a fair bunch of Minecraft. <laughs> Which version? Well, I went back to the, that stupid mod pack, the Sky Factory, where you right. start on just a tree in, in the empty void and you have to build everything from scratch. Because okay. that mod pack has been updated and, and it's got increasingly more ridiculous. Easier in some way since the last time I played it. How, how can you build from nothing? Well, that's what the mods are for. Right. It introduces a whole layer of, like... Like you, pr- well, it's sort of magic where it's just like you you start on the tree, so you cut down you cut down the tree until you're just on the dirt block, and then regrow the tree to get more tree stuff. So you use the wood to build your platform, but then you use the leaves. You shove the leaves in a wood barrel to make compost, and that lets you get more dirt because right. obviously, obviously, leaves turn into compost, and you don't need to worry about fertilizer or anything because this is Minecraft. <laughs> It only operates on some real rules. So you get the dirt, and then you sieve the dirt, and from the dirt you get rocks, because obviously rocks just spontaneously occur in dirt that comes from compost. Okay. 
<laughs> and, from those, and then from those rocks, you can make cobblestone, and then so on and so on. You break down the cobblestone and sieve that, and you get ore somehow. You basically factorio your way to Well, the yes, world. that is basically the end result, is like you've got a lot of automation and pipes going on, mm. where you're just automatically sieving a whole shit ton of <laughs> gravel and stuff. Automatically smelting it, automatically putting it into containers. That's the bit that I like, Automatically obviously. building an endless plane. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you could... I don't know if this mod pack does include an automate, automated building thing. It mm. might do. It doesn't include, like, like build craft. Yeah. So it, it's, not, it's not operating on the build craft system. And I don't think build craft could have operated infinitely. There definitely is an infinite building device. I mean, it's not for that <coughs> specifically, but there is definitely a mod in Minecraft that lets you build basically blocks that move other blocks and then you can program the entire thing to basically be like a crawler yeah, that just drives yeah, along yeah. mowing everything down or <laughs> digging a hole or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I played a fair bit of that. Messing around with making ridiculous systems to get unnecessarily large amounts of loot. This makes even like a silly question, but why? What pulled you back? <laughs> I saw a video of okay. someone playing this, this recently in the recent version. It's a bloody pain in the ass to actually... Well, I mean, this is Java Minecraft, so, you know, it's a bloody mm. pain in the ass anyway. Mm. But this is one of those mod packs that's built into, like, a specific launcher and, like, all this stuff. Mm. Where it's just like, oh, I don't want to sign up for this fucking website. No, right. So yeah. I ended... There, there is a way around it, so you can download the server version of the mod pack, which is just, like, the mods zipped up. And then I was running it through my, the launcher that I use, the multi-Minecraft, where it can manage the instances. Hmm. So I like dumped the server version into into an instance in there, and even then that didn't work because it was like I didn't. You have to get like the right versions of certain additional mods that are part of the mod pack. The, the the mods that like manage the actual mods, I guess. Mods. The classic mods. one is like is called Forge. It's just basically a mod loader. But it manages all the other mods and, like, makes them load in the right order and Mm. deals with conflicts and stuff. So you kind of have to, like, figure out which version of that you actually need. And then once I even got all that, you have to... Basically, this version of Minecraft with this many mods running in it uses all of my RAM. (laughs) All 8 gigs is pretty much just in that one instance of Minecraft. Which is fairly ridiculous. For for a game of that age, yeah. Yeah. But that's how terrible Java is for you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I played some of that. Not what? considering. Well, I mean, what's the, do you know what the mod scene is like for like the mod, the more modern versions? I haven't. Or? No, yeah, I don't know what they're what they're doing for like Windows. Well, actually, you, you wouldn't have a choice. Well, would no, you? I would you can't because you don't have Windows Ten, so yeah. <laughs> don't get the Windows Ten version of Minecraft yet. Hmm. One day. So there's that. When you when you build your new machine that you reckon you might be on the cusp of, yeah, theoretical new machine. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, do I want Windows 10? I mean, it'll probably just come with Windows 10. So, <laughs> regardless, I know what you mean, but you should probably have it. I, 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 in in I mean, many, in many ways, I'm, I'm at, the end of it, at the end of it. Yeah, because apparently oh, it's yeah, easier to do now. Yeah, um, easier, <laughs> marginally. Yeah, so just mount the drive, your old drive in the system, and use <laughs> uh, a tool called ECBCD. Yeah. Uh, easy BCD, sorry, not easy. <laughs> easy BCD. Or easy. Easy BCD, and you can sort it out that way. Although I had to 
muck around in the um, BCD command line to sort some stuff out because it decided to put every drive in my system as a BCD loader, which just filled the list. And it's like, I don't I don't want to have to click to go to more things to then go and find the hard drive I actually want to boot from. Yeah. So I had to clean that up by hand. And every time Windows does a major update, that seems to screw with my BCD list. So I have to sort that out every time. Um, so yeah, when Speaking of which, there is one, isn't there? And yeah, well, creators update. Yeah, when that when that landed, that messed everything up for me. And I think I've got a problem, like <laughs> as a result of it. Uh, like yeah, in, you in, always have. Well, you've seen it. You know, the fact where the system doesn't turn off. Yeah. Or, well, or reboot. Like, I don't know that gets... one time where where I saw it was because of other things we were doing. Maybe. Yeah, but like <laughs> I've, I've I I can turn the system off, and every now and then it just actually won't turn off in various ways. Most of the time it gets stuck on the spinner. Like to say, I'm turning off or I'm restarting spinner and does nothing. Um, just gets stuck. Um, the worst I've seen it is where everything turned off, but the computer didn't power down. So it had stopped sending a graphic signal. Hmm. Like, And so the monitors went into standby, but the system was still on and doing nothing as far as I could tell. You know, no flashy lights or anything. And it's like, really? That's weird. And yeah, it's started doing that since creators landed. See, that's what, this is just all of this is just why I'm still reluctant about Windows 10, and also I just don't really like Windows 10 that much compared to Seven. I know it's there, there are definitely that I had with XP, where it's just like there was that distinct time where I was definitely thinking about dual booting XP, but it turned out Seven was okay. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, yeah, Windows Windows 10 is okay. And I, I'm using yeah, it on all my fine. systems now. It's it is fine, but I, yeah, from a usability standpoint, I can see where you're coming from. Like, I actually do think seven is better in a number of ways, but slightly less cluttered, slightly less all over the place. I don't know. I find bits of using Windows 10 a bit more clunky, and the search random like today just randomly <laughs> screwed up again, so it couldn't find things that I was very clearly typing, and was like, "No, I'm going to go to the web for that." It's like, "No, no, no." very clearly have a program called audio repeater just and i've typed it in full and you still don't know what i'm talking about you stupid thing and my other theoretical worry about the dual booting situation is like even though it shouldn't be a problem it's just like there's there's the occasional tiny thing in my version of seven where i'm just like this totally could be completely boned if I was to try and turn this into a dual boot. Oh, what's that? Well, there's things like, I mean, I'm sure it must be able to handle it, but what would it do about my very many partitions? That would be fine. <laughs> well, that yeah, wouldn't make a difference. But then, either. like, what about partition labelling? Yeah, yeah, no, that's all on the drive. That would just come across. Yeah, but does it interfere with the Windows 10 labelling? Nah. So, like, if you install 10 and it makes it seem... It'll be, it'll be a file, it'll be <laughs> file system. It won't be Windows. That'll be file system labelling. So, like, if you've done it NTFS, that's just part of that. Yeah, but they're all specifically labelled, and it'll be it'll be a fine. lot of them are virtual. It oh, uh, yeah, okay, that could be interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they've changed anything, but I don't, honestly don't know at that point. You know, normal partitions, yeah, absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, at a certain point, I you know, I was just thinking maybe I'd just do a clean install of Seven anyway, just to have it pl- be clean again. You should. I mean, yeah, and. Um, always be clean as if you can yeah i mean this is why i've done what i've done with this system as it is like i'll keep ice as my as my messy system (laughs) right the one that does everything and does the work and stuff like that and i'll use my fire drive as it is now to be like oh right no if i just build a new machine i'll just wipe that i mean i've only got games on there yeah 
so I've got this nice clean game environment that I don't mind upgrading and clean booting because that's the one I use more often. But then see that like that's still the same with like with the whole when I first got the PC I currently have, it's like that's why I did the whole partition thing and thinking about where I might want to install XP and stuff at the time. It was like it was a fresh install of Windows 7 mm. that I theoretically was going to fresh install XP onto and then transfer stuff off my previous machine into that XP install. I wasn't going to bring the actual hard disks from the last right, machine right, with right. XP yeah. on them. So like, I just think I prefer that method to start make it make it a fresh install. I mean, yeah, using the same license and I, then just copy the files you want. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a special case because I've obviously got a, you've got a music environment. Yeah, that's the main is, thing, which is just uh, just a pain in the ass. <laughs> Every time I look at my Steam list and I see Eve because it's installed through Steam to get the majority of the files, but then it. The Steam launcher does its own updates. It's not updated through Steam. Every time I look at that, I'm just like, I really want to install that clean, but it's going to be such a hassle because it's like it's it's installed through Steam, but not installed through Steam. And then the launcher is doing its own updates, and I've got that weird like where I had to create a like file path that diverts it off off my Windows drive into a normal folder because it couldn't do it itself because you had to. You had, you've got like a junction. Yeah, I've got a junction to huh. move it off the C drive. And it's just like, this is going to be such a fucking baby ass if I ever uninstall this. <laughs> yeah, just simplify, start again. Yeah, but I don't, I still don't know whether you can. I don't know if I'd have to make that junction again for a start because I don't know whether they changed that or not. For what? What are you using it for? Because it. <laughs> It it's one of those stupid ass games where it decides decided that it wanted to store a large amount of data in your user folder. And it's just like don't do uh, that. Right, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that sucks. Because you can't even move your user folder off C. No, you can't. <laughs> you can move files and documents at least, but yeah. not your actual app not, data. Not your app data, no. So I had to junction it out of there because it was like, I don't have... I, and this is another thing. I mean, the trick is to just build a machine with a large enough main drive so that you don't care. Well, that was the thing. When I made this machine, when I was first installing 7, I went to the Windows 7 forum and, was like, and looked up and I was like, how much space does a Windows 7 partition need? And then I looked at that and I was like, okay, add 10 gigs on top of that. <laughs> Ignore what they said and just like double it. And it still isn't enough. <laughs> no, go, go miles beyond. I mean, I, I like my my uh, you know my OS is on an SSD, and that's all that's on that SSD. Other than you know, it's got Windows and Killer Instinct, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and that's all that's on that SSD. And it, and that still takes up like three hundred gigs. No, no, not that much. Uh, two hundred gigs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just like you know, Windows installs just grow over time because of their dumb yeah, backing yeah. up files that don't need to be backed up from the system and all that bullshit. Yeah. Don't pain in the ass. Partitions are good in theory, but then they don't really work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> simplify. Definitely simplify. Don't do that. But and you know, you still want a Windows partition in theory, just so it's separated from everything else. Even though everything still insists in trying to install into it. <laughs> no, you get two drives. Yeah, but that's what I have. I have two drives and their partitions. Ooh, it's, too, it's too much, man. It's too no, much. No, it's not. It's too much. It's theoretically good. <laughs> it should theoretically improve. I don't think you're selling me on it. But it should improve like fragmentation <laughs> and stuff, right? If you've got separated files where you know what's on each individual bit 
And I, mean, like, I mean, I guess, yeah. And also, theoretically, it should improve read speeds if you're if you've got your primary partition to be the start of the disk and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that depends on the drive. Isn't read speed like slower towards? Wait, wait, where is it? It's like read speed is slower towards the inside of a drive, and like drives tend to populate outward in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't that. know what like, order it actually. Yeah, works I don't know in. if that's a thing still. Yeah. Uh, it was at one point. I mean, but... you know, if you've got your Windows on SSD now, that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Just bung it on an SSD, yeah, <laughs> not a problem. I actually, t- you know, I'm at that point where I was, I was serious. I know you'll like have a go at me because I've still got hundreds of gigs spare. But yes, it's, like, it's just like, oh, if I just got a terabyte SSD, wouldn't that be sweet? Well, that, that would be sweet for a different reason. It's yeah. not that one's not about space; that's about speed, theoretically. It's about both. <laughs> you don't need the space. How much are they terabyte SSDs? Um, a couple hundred, I think. Hmm. You know, it's it's a lot for a terabyte, but they they they're, you know they're cool, they're doable at this <laughs> point. Like an SSD, yeah, because that's, that'd what, be you, other, that's that'd what you that's what you put in a laptop, right? I guess. I guess. These days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be the other thing that I'd have when I have a new machine. I'd actually have space instead <laughs> hmm. sort of being stuck with my like five hundred gig hard disks that are completely full on every partition. Even the ones that were meant to be for XP, but never actually got XP on them. Can't you just get one stuff. like two terabyte drive and stick it in or whatever? Do you need to? I don't want to do PC? that now. That'd be for a new PC. Get a fancy new drive. Yeah, I mean, you are at the point where you're starting to get performance problems on stuff, aren't you? So, yeah, like, exactly. The reason why we haven't played Battlefield as much as we w- would would have liked to, like, is because Zach had a few performance problems. Yeah, yeah you've run, run out. Didn't run well. My machine is old. That's the problem. It's lasted though, man. Yeah, I I make them last, and they yeah. function. <laughs> Unlike some people. Hey, I made ice last a really long time. You made your ice last by suffering. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Terrible USB ports aside, which you still somehow have, apparently. Um, no, it's just this mic. But you have some kind of USB problems. Sure, mystery USB problems mm. that we don't understand ever. My CPU has lasted. Quite a while. I'm just trying to look. November well, in theory, 2011. I did, I did. So it's six years. I was about to say, in theory, I didn't need a CPU upgrade. That wasn't the problem in the last machine. No. I mean, now I've got twice as more than twice as much power as the last machine. That's really nice. Don't get me wrong, but that wasn't the bottleneck. Like it was, it was the motherboard and everything else that was what was holding me back. Yeah. Six years. That's not too bad. How, that's good. how old's yours, and uh, Zach? Well, I don't know. It's got to be at least that, if not more. It's about that, I think. Because yeah. you built before I built ice. Yeah. I still think of this as being a fast processor in this. I guess it is. Like, Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about when I was talking to Rob about my theoretical PC, whereas like, things haven't really got that much faster apart no. from graphics. It's mainly just no. the graphics cards yeah. have continued to yeah. do their thing, but yeah. like everything else is fairly stagnant. CPUs really. have definitely slowed. It only recently picked up again. Like it spent a long time where they would just get more power efficient, and they didn't get any faster. Hmm. Yeah, I think my one was sort of on the wave of the my six core. I, I don't even know what it is. It's an Intel six core thing, but yeah, yeah, like it was sort of on the wave of them getting better again. Finally, yeah. So games. So yeah, games. The last thing that I've been playing is Ever Oasis on the 3DS. Tell me about that. Apparently, I needed a new game for my 3DS. That's not the last thing you've been playing, isn't it? No. What do you mean? It's a fairly large racing game to talk about. 
Is there what? Dirt 4. Oh, well, we made a video about it. And <laughs> we talked about it on the E3 podcast. Briefly. Part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mean a bit. We could talk about it more, I guess. No one seems very enthused about it, so... Well, yes. <laughs> that maybe is why I forgot about it, because I haven't been playing it that much. <laughs> so, well, yeah, our general thing was, like, when the video goes up, you'll see. Like, you know, we, 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 I'm kind we of annoyed have... about that video, in general. Really? I kind of want to make an additional... Either an additional video or an additional part of that video that you can add to it where I just do a run that's like where I can drive correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Because I went home after maybe the day after we recorded that video and I just was like, am I just really terrible suddenly? But no, I just sat down and I was like, no, I can, yeah, I can still win. (laughs) Still totally fine. I'm just not used to Rob's setup and it made it much, much worse than it would have been anyway by the fact that we had to talk at the same time. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) But. I don't know. Even even so, even with that said, for the brief amount I've played it, yeah, I then went back and played some Dirt Rally. Yeah, Dirt Rally feels better. Yeah, it feels better. It's because it's better. Mm. It looks better as well. There's something about <laughs> the look of Dirt Four I just don't like. Mm. Like it's it's <laughs> in a weird way, it's less high def filtered, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that works against it. So do you okay. think they'll like, because no one seems to like it, so do you think they'll double down on like Dirt Rally? Because that sold quite well, I seem to remember, considering. Well, do you think they'll my, be like, oh shit? My first question about Dirt 4 is still whether they'll do patches. Because hmm. this time they came out and released it as a finished product from the start, which kind of seems to suggest that there won't be as as much patching as Dirt Rally had, because in that one it was early access yeah, and they were yeah. making it different. But they could still theoretically come along with a Dirt 4 patch and be like, here we fucked around with the physics a bunch. Theoretically. I don't know whether people would like that either, because now you're fucking around with a thing that people have got used to as a finished product, and they wouldn't have thought that it would suddenly be completely different and mm. feel completely different. So we'll see whether they do or not. I feel like also also with the graphics, like like Dirt Two and Three looked really good for the time. I thought, they're, and and this one doesn't look and this one doesn't look that good. I don't think. Well, for now, I mean, my thing with the Dirt games is 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 a bit weird. I think with like I've said this on the video, and I've said this a million times actually. I think with Dirt Two, they nailed the whole. They nailed the right feel, the right music, the right sort of styling to everything, and the right handling and everything to bring all of those sports together into a package there's something about dirt 2 that feels like a proper package that dirt 3 went way too stoic with and dirt 4 just seems to have forgotten about um and and there's there's something about dirt 4 that just feels like it's a clunky upgrade on rally or a clunky update uh, update to rally Mm -hmm. as opposed to this is a product and and I know in the video I say like I actually say the opposite of that, <laughs> and because the, because the actual menu styling they, they've done a proper job of it, which they didn't really do on Dirt Rally, no. right? You know, the, the, they they at least from the visual UI stuff, it looks like a product now. Yeah. Um. But uh, as a package, it it, it feels incomplete still. Um. I don't think they've na- I don't think they nailed it completely since Dirt Two. I love that game. So. But, uh, it, yeah, I don't know. In its defense, we come on, we, there, is, there is a big positive to this. That track generator is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, when you 
get the repeating elements that starts being a problem again, I guess. If, if you, is it already a problem for you? Or? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's certain parts of certain environments mm. that you just n- notice more. Like I said at the time, where it's just like, if certain, where the, where they, where the design is too, <laughs> it's like basically where the, where the design is not generic enough, right. then you notice it. Like, it's like, like they've made a specific feature, but it, when it repeats, you're like, oh, there's that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so in the video, there's a bit where there was a, like two bits of crowd and a white truck immediately following them or yeah. something, and that came up twice in quick succession. Yeah. And it was, it was like, hang on, that looks a little... And even sometimes when you think it's not something that you'd notice that much, that you do. Like, there's a, there's a specific hairpin on Spain where there's a tree on the inside. <laughs> it's not really an obstacle. It's just a bit... It's further off the track. But mm. Like, the branches hang over. But, the like, the way the polygon... The shape of the polygons of the branch, because it's not, like, randomised rotation or anything, the way the specific shape of the polygons hang over the corner of the track, it's really noticeable. It's like, oh, there's that hexagonal branch. Right. <laughs> and I see it every time. Right, right, right. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought you'd notice it that much, but you do. There just needed to be some sort of randomization on the so if the track goes a certain way and like the basic ground layout was the same you think they needed more randomization on the foliage and stuff yeah Yeah. how how it then put the stuff around the track yeah i mean that that seems to be what the problem is maybe like if the the shape of the track could have been the same but if they made slightly more randomization on the elements beside the track to to mask that they're using shaped parts yeah, yeah that could have worked better yeah, I think I think there's there's something. Don't get me wrong. I think there's something to this, and it, and it is convincing. And there are, you know, nice... it, it, I mean, with the races we did, were all, you know, everything's generated isn't <laughs> oh, it, yes. that thing, right? And it's so it's uh, you know, it, it's pretty good. And there are some like, bits of it which do work, where like the things that I'm still not sure whether they are entirely random or whether these again are specific parts that appear. But like when you have like the rock falls on the Spanish track where it's like, oh, some rocks have fallen off the side of the track and mm. made an obstacle. And of course, the broken down cars, that's actually cool. Yeah, yeah, that, but, that is a cool thing. Also, not sure how, you know, if that's, if that's like a hidden element that's specific, like if, if it's a piece of track that can have a broken down car on and it will always be that shape, but whether the car is there or not is the random element or whatever. Right, sure. So it always, it always ends up on this piece. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah. that's the case or not. Because presumably they have to have they have to have a place to put a car. Mm. There has to be a specific like X Y coordinate that they know is a suitable place to put a car. Right? It'd be great if they didn't, <laughs> and it's just like the car's just randomly in the middle of the road. But... I mean, I suppose the 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 bits before that must be more like random um randomly placed like the warning triangle and the marshal those mm. must be able to somehow be able to be placed on whatever track is before that point maybe, maybe almost every piece has that programmed into them yeah right? maybe you know. so yeah it's a, it's a good a good system in theory but it could still be better mm. they could still and and not in a way that doesn't seem attainable. Like yeah. we're not saying like you could just make it out of splines and have the entire track be generated out of nothingness. <laughs> I mean, mm. you could, but that would probably not be really doable in modern pieces. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, there seems to be some things that they could theoretically do to improve the system. But whether that 
that'll I mean that presumably won't happen in this game, but whether it will whether this game will allow a dirt five to exist, who knows? Or dirt rally two. Mm. I mean yeah. it, it does seem weird that it is basically like feature wise it's basically dirt rally again but then they called it dirt four instead of dirt rally two. <laughs> I mean maybe it's maybe it was so soon after dirt rally that it calling it dirt rally two would have been weird in itself. But then they put like land rush in it instead of rally cross. Is rally cross, rally cross is in there. Okay. So right. it, it's really it's land rush instead of hill climb. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's a strange one. It really is. Just a little bit disappointing from the Cody's. I know, I didn't think they were in too much trouble. Well, you know, the, as we said, the thing that is the worst about it is how they somehow fucked up the simulation when they had a, a perfectly logical separation between simulation and arcade to allow them to have as hardcore a simulation as they wanted. Yeah, so in my brief experience, it does. It did feel like they've sort of fixed the verticality problems. That yeah, they have the heaviness. Yeah, so the cars felt heavier, but then also slidier somehow. Slidier, but not slidier. It's yeah. like a weird toggle between sliding and not sliding that shouldn't exist on gravel as much as it does on tarmac. Which is, yeah, that 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 kind that sort of binary state is more true of tarmac than it is of generally than it yeah. is of is of gravel, but in 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 reality, but See, it, it it just felt you know I I drove Australia uh, for anyone that's playing the game and it was uh, yeah it just it did feel obscenely slidey. Like not even uh, I guess it is sandy, right? It's a, a little bit Australia, but just just uncomfortably slidey, and not in a fun way. Well, right? I, it's not that I felt like I could just put the car into a total sideways drift. Well, and get, no, that's and get the away thing. It's it not once. a. It's not a. It's not a controllable slide. Once you reach the sliding state, you're just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can control it once you get better at it, but it's not as easy to—it's not as easy to feel it as it, as I think it is in Dirt Rally. Like, once you understood how it functioned in Dirt Rally, I think it was much easier to control. Whereas in this, in this, it's more like sliding is like a losing state instead of mm. just something that you can manage. Something to master. <laughs> is it? And, and I guess Nave spent time with it. Is that you still think that's true? It's like it's still—it's not—it's not something to overcome. Not really. I did like when I was playing it afterwards after the video, and I was seeing how if I, you know, seeing how good I might be at it. I was like, I guess I am sliding, but not as much as I think I should be. Yeah. It's not as easy to do, and it's not as useful or whatever. I mean, in fairness, my strategy with Dirt Rally is because those tracks are so thin generally in that game was to try not to slide. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Actually, I think that might be another problem with the track generator in Dirt 4 is it doesn't allow for as much variation in track width. Mm. It's all the same all the time. So you, uh, it doesn't right, feel yeah. as real in that way. Not enough, not enough, like, widens. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it has that as much. Maybe that's a problem. It could be solved, I don't know. Again, that's that's it's a first. It's their first stab at this. In fairness, yeah. It's like, don't get me wrong. It gets me interested to see if the, what they'll do to improve it, because I'm I'm hoping they don't just drop it. Yeah, because it's, mm. it's a cool thing. It's a cool idea. But maybe maybe Dirt Four needed a bit longer in the incubator. Well, yeah, that's the other question. Is like if they are going to move on from Dirt Four, it's like 
how many years do we want until the next one? Like two, three? I mean, I'm not done with rally. In <laughs> well, I'm sure. Like, I, I was I wasn't talking about our personal like no. desires. I was well, talking I mean, about like how long do you want? How long do you theoretically want them to work on a new game? Considering the gap between Rally and Dirt Four that produced this, I mean, the weird thing is, but I think it's because I play Rally so infrequently, I can st- I can go back to it yeah. and still have a pretty good time. Um, and don't get me wrong, that game is as I'm now getting into the better cars, that game becomes a way better time. <laughs> the better cars you get, well, and you know, once you get used to the, once you yeah. get out of two two wheel drives and into four wheel drives that obviously helps and then once you get the more modern ones that starts well, helping oh yeah because I randomly just bought an R4 because I wanted to drive an Evo yeah and it was like it, wait, well, like, as, I said, as I said about the time though the, the R4 is like super easy mode in there right well it was R4 class yeah oh uh, right okay I, I I had a great time. Yep. I was like, that's that to me was like how this should feel was that class. Like I don't know, it just it felt fun. Well, I mean, the, you know, they are the kind of fat, slow rally cars. Yeah, <laughs> but also four wheel drive, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a good time with those. But then even then, like the thing, I did a load of that, and I did a load of rally cross. Yeah, and a, the rally cross is kind of weird to be honest. Like I think the like when you race the AI, the AI seem really good. Yeah, and then you see their times for races you've not been in, and they're really bad. <laughs> like it doesn't tie up very well. Um, uh, and then uh, you know, so I got I got used to it, and then went into the real like some group group B action, like in the quattro. Yeah, and that Classic. was still fine. That still felt good, right? Like, well, yeah. What's your use to the more powerful cars? Mm. Group B is as scary as it used to be. No, not not nearly. Once you've got used to it, but if you were coming the way I did it, where I was coming up from the bottom, and Group B, and because there wasn't as many classes when I first started playing it, the Group B was quite an early one. Yeah, like that was quite a jump at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, getting doing. I think what getting a, a position in a Group B championship is where I got to in the progression. Yeah, like in a, and and because I could, I'd done the whole the whole season, I think, in a Group B and got like nowhere. Like it was like it was just crapped out real yeah. bad. So I'm doing it again, and it's a. Uh, I mean. And yeah, yeah, dirt rally, blah blah blah. We know what that is. I just went back and I had a good time. Yep. It's dirt good. four inspired me to play dirt rally, and I now feel more positive about dirt rally. As that's that's the weird thing about yes. This. So yeah, there's that. Well, I'm you know, I'm still in the same situation of it being summer, and it's a lot of effort to get that steering wheel out and then set it up, and then it's hot. Yeah, it's not it's not <laughs> the right time of year for it. We we got lucky. It's in the kind of like, there was like a great week. And that was when I got the wheel out. Yeah. I think then had some. I do some wonder time. if that's like a consideration in their release schedule. It's like, should we release this game in summer? Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't want to. Sh- Early in the year seems like a good window for that. Yeah. Obviously, you can't go in autumn because that's where everything comes out. But then summer is not really competing with anything, so yeah. you can release there and but be then, like, it's the summer game. But then it's too hot. Mm. Too hot for rally. But then most people don't play like us. Well, you could argue. I mean. When they made the idea of simulation, they were inviting people of that kind to play it. Sure. <laughs> but then this was a simultaneous launch on consoles and everything as well, wasn't it, this time? Uh, yeah. So, you know. But the, they still have the simulation option for consoles, and people do still play... Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about that, because you. I'm assuming you've never tried the arcade no, mode I still. I, I, I am curious to see what that what is, that's like. To see how much... How how easy it is <laughs> yeah basically does that make in a way does that make the game like screw the simulation uh, just yeah, have a good time I don't time. want that and I know you don't but like maybe that's what makes the game in a weird way <laughs> and that you know 
that is why they got mixed reviews on scene. Where it's like you you made this whole idea of splitting simulation arcade, and then you bollocks up the simulation, and all the people who fought, who wanted simulation then were like, "We'll accept the fact that arcade exists because it's a separate thing." Mm. And you made Dirt Rally previously, and we know that you can make a simulation, which is a kind of a weird place to be in. That's a strange community. Like, I'm not sure I agree. Like, we'll accept it exists. I mean, fine. Yeah, like, just be happy that it exists. It's an, it makes an inclusive game. <laughs> yeah, but they they wanted simulation, and the simulation they got was worse than the simulation they had previously. Which isn't the way it's meant to go. I wonder if the arcade modes they just put the Dirt Two model. In. Well, yeah, that's what I'm imagine. That's how I imagine it being. I'm imagining cent- center pivot model. You know, well, maybe not center pivot. Maybe like a huge amount of traction control and stuff. Well, like maybe, way more than yeah. if you turned it up in simulation. Hmm. So yeah, there's that. Ever Oasis then. Yeah, Ever Oasis. <laughs> Sorry, the thing that got interrupted by Rob remembering it's, again. Yeah, it's worth talking about Dirt Four because it's just a weird one. It's just a weird one. Uh, yeah, I played Ever Oasis on the 3DS because I, because I guess I played all of my 3DS and DS games again recently, <laughs> to some extent, <laughs> which is amazing. I went through all of them. Pre- well, I mean, not all of them. I didn't go back to play like Pokemon Black, <laughs> even though there definitely was a time when I was transferring my Pokemon off that into Y, where I was thinking maybe I should just play through Black again. <laughs> When you said that, but then for some reason in my mind, I got. Do you remember the box art for Black? <laughs> what the game called Black? Yeah, uh, just just put the Pokemon totally logo off. over over a sea of bullet shells. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that would be quite hardcore. Pokemon Death Squads. <laughs> so yeah, I did. So I played most of my old. You know, got to play Meteos occasionally, just because that game's good. What's up? But yeah, I felt like I needed something new, and conveniently, one new game has come out on the 3DS, maybe. I mean, some other games have come out, but not, you know. Even though Nintendo says that they're going to continue supporting the 3DS, well, are they really? Well, they've apparently put out demos for a lot of their new releases, so you could try <laughs> Hey Pikmin. Yeah, I did see that pop up on the store. I was like, okay, I, but, you know. What the video of that we saw of E3 hasn't instilled confidence in that being an interesting game. No, <laughs> no, I agree. So yeah, Ever Oasis is a game that we saw in a previous E3. In fact, I guess that was when they Should announced it. That long ago. Yeah. yeah, they teased it in one of their di- in, in the E3 direct. I guess it must have been a, the previous one. Mm. I doubt it's been more than a year. <laughs> Hmm. But yeah, they tease it and it looked moderately interesting at the time. And then I was like, yeah, okay, that seems like a moderately interesting game. Moderately That'll interesting. Do. And, you know, it is. It, it's a weird thing because it's, I mean, gameplay wise, I would compare it to Reseteer. 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 Whatever you call yeah. that game. The game where you simultaneously run a shop and do basic dungeon crawling. Mm. It's very similar. You do basic dungeon crawling, and in this one, you don't run a shop. You run a town full of shops, and you manage where to put the shops. And putting little decoration things next to the shops increases their sales and whatnot. And you have to supply them with raw materials that you bring in from the dungeon crawling. But do you have to do the whole, like, like customer negotiation phase? No, not really. (laughs) You just supply them with materials and they do the selling, and then you just run around and collect all the profits. So <laughs> you have a sweet deal, basically. So it's Sim RPG Town. Yeah, kind of. It's not that complicated, though. There's no real, like... There's no 
<laughs> I guess you could say there's no like danger in the shop management. Right. You, you can't, can't really fail exactly. You can't like have a lose money day. Well, no. I actually I don't yeah, I don't think you can lose money. <laughs> right. You just it's basically the shops are just converting the raw materials that you get off enemies into money through an extra step. <laughs> right. Because you actually can't sell raw materials directly to anyone. Hmm. Like you, you if you have too much of a thing, there's no way to turn just that into money. Yeah. <laughs> you have to convert it through a shop. And you can only build one of each kind of shop. So right, yeah, there's so. even a limited throughput of so it's like I've got as I've got a maximum storage of snake skins because even though I have quite a few shops that use them, they're not using them up as fast as I'm getting them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you need to. Uh, that's, in a way, that's actually quite a use. That could be a useful. Like, okay, I'm like I'm maxed out on snake skins. I need to think about finding a way of like doing something else to keep well, my keep my revenue increasing. I mean, sure, they could have made it more complicated, I suppose, and it would have been doable. But yeah, it's not too complicated in any aspect the dungeon crawling part is also like residue and it's and it's like it's not complicated you have very epic soundtrack <laughs> it gets epic sometimes sometimes it's kind of unnecessarily and also like when the chaos invades your oasis or whatever and it, get, it gets the ominous soundtrack over your oasis and i'm like mm. That all that all that does is inspire me to continue the main story, so I can get the nice Oasis music back. Because mm. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want my Oasis to sound all evil and sinister. Wait, so is that like a, is a, is that like a timing mechanic to this? Then, so long you don't no, do the quest, really. the ominous comes in. Well, it's triggered by progress through the main story. Right. Then the chaos comes, and then you have to progress some more to get rid of the chaos again. Oh, I see. So I'm like, oh shit! I, now I just, now I'm basically committed to main story for a little while mm. <laughs> to get rid of this annoying soundtrack in my main town. <laughs> it's all I care about: the music, worst so, audio thing, <laughs> ominous. I don't know if it's that terrible. It's just kind of it's not as good as the nice music. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the dungeon crawling aspect isn't too gone. There is some minor, like, I mean, you have a basically, as you level up, you've increased the length of the combo you can do, which is basically, just, you're either pushing light attack or heavy attack, but it's not, it's basically you either do a string of light attacks or you do a string of light attacks with one heavy attack at the end. <laughs> Those are the two different combos, and it just increases the number of light attacks per you go up to like four. So you either have four light attacks or three light attacks and one heavy attack as a combo. And that seems to be as complicated as the combo system gets. Right. But uh, you do get like your other teammates have different weaponry. So you can have like crossbows and like boomerang type things that have slightly different attacks. Those don't really get combos as much as they get like different options where it's like the light and heavy attacks still exist, but then you have like as you level up those, you get like now you can move while firing the crossbow, and now you can do a slightly different, like, stunning attack with the boomerang and that kind of stuff. But then the actual characters also have skills that can level up as you go that are, you know, they're slightly weird because they never use them themselves. You have to switch to them and use their skills. It's basically you have like a power meter that charges up from combat, right? right. But it's on each character. So mm. depending on what characters you have, it's like you, you, your main character has the main character's skills because obviously they, you know, that's a specific class. You're always going to have those. But then your secondary characters might have things that you want to switch to. Like you can be like, oh, I need to switch to my healer so I can use their heal skill to heal, 
Or I can switch to this guy and do a stun attack to hold this enemy down for a minute while my AI-controlled main character <laughs> beats on it, basically. And the AI can be dumb sometimes, whether it's just like they try and dodge everything, but sometimes they they like dodge out of something and then dodge back in before the attack actually happens. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, particularly in enemies that like attack in a big long straight line, they'll see they'll, they'll be like, oh shit, this enemy's about to attack. I'll dodge to the side, but then for some reason my dodge my AI just continues to dodge and dodges back into the way of the attack that still hasn't actually arrived yet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. So yeah, that you know, kind of. Not terrible, and then you can if you like. But then you kind of do you kind of need the AI to be not as good as you to so you support them. Yeah, like I mean, because of the way you're meant to switch characters to deal different kinds of damage and mm. use those different skills and whatnot. You know, you're meant to be the main damage dealer, regardless of which character you're actually controlling. I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's fine. It, you know, it works. You just switch around. I don't really switch that much. I just use my. I guess my main character is powerful enough that I just do loads of damage regardless. Yeah, carry the other two. <laughs> yeah, and they can just distract the enemy occasionally. Mm. That's fine. It's occasionally helpful. And, you know, sometimes you do have to just switch to the crossbow guy to be like, this enemy's flying, or this enemy is over a ledge somewhere, and I just need to rate a range attack is. What a ledge. Somewhere a ledge. And, yeah, you run around, you manage your town. It has a, like... It definitely has... A kind of a loop that is definitely draws you into continuing to play it because it's got a day a day cycle, right? Like you know, you do your you restock the shops in the morning, they sell throughout the day, and then you restock them again. And like at the end of the day, you, anyone working in your farm area, all those crops come in, and then you can send out expedition teams to get loot for you automatically mm. from areas you've already explored, and those take a day or two to go out and come back and that kind of stuff. So you. So there's a bit of meta. There is a bit of meta going on. It's kinda, and then you you know you're just managing that, and then the shops upgrade through basically like little mini side quests. Hmm. So as the shops sell more product, then they reach the point where you can do their upgrade mission. So those keep popping up, and you're like that will distract you from the main story plenty. Sure. If you want to keep doing those, at some point I just had to be like, okay, I've done shit, done of those, and there's still more of them. But maybe I should just stop and do some main story for yeah, a while. Yeah. It's one of those things. Is like, you know, should I max this out before doing any story, or am I just gaming this too much? Well, the thing that started made me think about the main story again was like some of the shops I'd leveled up needed materials that I hadn't got yet. Because I right. hadn't been to the zone where those materials would drop, okay. and I was yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> that's probably a clue that I need to do some more main story, mm. so I can get those materials into the shops." And yeah, it seemed like it was going to be quite short, but it, because of the way that it you you just spend time doing things continuously, mm. it like it absorbs a lot more time than it seems like it would, right? And also, so even though the like, so you, you go in and it's like, all right, I know I conceptually can see the beginning to end of, or this. like I'm just going to play one day, and it's like, but you don't, because <laughs> right. at the end of the day, you're like, well, I've got to manage my shops, and then that just leads nice and smoothly into the next day, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you just continue one more day, yeah. And then the other thing that I thought might make it short is like how long the main story is, and I'm still not actually sure because it starts off with <laughs> the very classical. Get these three different coloured gems from the three different civilizations mm. <laughs> that you need to save your oasis or whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, this is very sort of Zelda Ocarina of Time esque goings on. Three coloured gems, the yeah. old Japanese classic mechanism that seems to turn up a lot. 
Sure. But then, of course, then of course, I even at that point, I was like, well, "Okay, what's stage two? Because there's going to be a stage two, <laughs> obviously, because that's the, that's how that trope grows. A twist. You have the three gems, and then those first three gems basically turn out to be irrelevant. <laughs> then there's another three. Yeah, the then, there's, then there's some other thing that you need, and yeah, that happened. And I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." But then I'm still not sure how long this second part. I it's like I feel like maybe I'm heading towards the end. But then there's also like this list of, I guess you'd call them sort of achievements then in game stuff. Mm. But the list of things where it's like reach level 30 and level your oasis up to 30 and have all of your shops reach maximum level or whatever. And I'm like, is that going to be contained within the length of the story or, or is this or is like post story yeah, stuff? After game stuff. Am I meant to be able to level everything up naturally during the period? that I think I might spend going through the main story or not. I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah. The the twist has... The, the like second phase hasn't been as obvious as the Get Free Gems phase. Right. In terms of like where the story's going. Right, 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 right. Maybe there's a third phase. Yeah, maybe there's some other... Like, maybe this is the middle act, you know, before yeah. the finale act. Because, you know, you get the free gems because the chaos keeps coming into your oasis and you're using the gems to push the chaos back and it's like, that's fine. Perhaps you should need need a chaos emerald. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, now at the point in the story I'm at, I, you know, the chaos gets in and it fucks up those gems and you have to go to a place to revitalize the gems and then... then Spoilers. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to use these revitalized gems to get rid of the chaos again, surely. Except not quite. And I'm like, okay, where is this going? The chaos is all over my oasis again. I want to get the good music back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about the people. Like, I just need that music. It's not even that good. It's just better. That's all. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it's a decent way to spend quite a lot of time playing for you guys, I guess. Okay. Relaxing. Yeah. Longer cool. than I thought it would be. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, that is sometimes a nice thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what is... Taking me longer than I thought it was. This podcast. Well, that. <laughs> and freaking Zelda. Okay. That's well, taken way longer than I thought it Why was. Why did you not think it was like, going to take well, forever? I, I knew it would, but... Why? How far are you in? Uh, I'm like 80 shrines now. Like 85. Yeah. yeah. And uh, two areas still to still to tower. Yep. Um, I haven't done Gerudo, basically. Yeah, you're similar to now. me then. Yeah. Uh, I've now gone to Karudo Town, but I haven't gone any further than that. It's just what I was saying. It got to the point. It's got to the point where I'm wandering around that game, going, "I'm pretty much seeing everything this game does." <laughs> I told you, but, like you're seeing the same cards over and over and all that stuff. Yeah, but then every now and then, every like five, I want to say like every five hours or so. <laughs> You find something that's just like I've not seen that before, yep. or yep. It's a, or you find a one-off little trick. Yeah. Or, Sometimes they're too little, like yeah. the, like the Goron Gulf, where it's just like I wish that had more than one hole. Because <laughs> I'd play that a bit more if it existed for slightly more than one thing. You know what? I don't even know if I found that. No, I've, no I haven't. Found I imagine that. you haven't. I found pushing rocks down a hill into holes. Well, that's a coral thing. That's really. a coral yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I found found that. You but. must have seen the uh, s- snowball bowling, right? The ten pin bowling with the snowball at the bottom of that tower. Nope. Oh, okay, not seen that. I thought you said you went to that snowy tower. I went to the one with the. Oh, what you mean? Well, it wasn't ten pin. It was like there was a like a. Uh, it's a triangle s- shape of six that you roll a giant snowball into. <laughs> right, so that's not the one I've done. Okay. The, like the snowball rolling I've done was the one where there's like a 
lots of different paths, a bit like a pachinko machine, and you've got to try and get the ball oh, to right. roll down the right path and get big enough to hit a door. Hit the door, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one I've done. There's a couple of those. Slightly, right. slightly different variations on that idea. But yeah. Fuck, are they all into Banffer? <laughs> Probably, because that's where the snow is. I hate that place. <laughs> hate that place. Like, it should be, like, snowy and lovely, but it's murky and grim and skank the entire time you're there. It's, like, it's a horrible place to be. And that cold music, it's really annoying after a while. Yeah, I guess. And the cold music is annoying. There's things you could do about the, uh... Like, <laughs> I got that yeah, item's I'm, egg I'm... that helps with the snowy area. Right, that yeah. That item. Yeah. Mm, okay, I don't, It's not that know. great, but it makes it better. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the snowshoes, so you can run oh, on right, the snow. Oh, I don't think I, I had know those. That was thing. Really. Huh. I haven't found those. So they're in. For some reason, they're in the desert. Yeah, they're in the okay. desert. <laughs> Where you get the snowshoes? Obviously, right. Man, I, I mean, in 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 many ways, like the, the, what I just talked about, you know, Tampa being kind of a skanky, murky horror, like. It, it, that's probably my biggest gripe against the game, and that it has its moments where it can look beautiful, right? Yeah, definitely. They have lovely green green fields, sun setting, get that shimmer on the grass. Great. And then it rains, and it's murky, horrible, like un- yeah. It's a bit too realistic nastiness. for like Britain slash Japanese and then kind it, of like, weather. <laughs> and then it, and then it's cloudy, and then it's night, and then it's bloody snowing and then it's like like the actual good stuff like there's a very small window of the stuff i like i enjoy like i'm like i now now this is the this is the prime weather conditions this is the period of time i can enjoy the game but that it's fullest it's like it's going out of its way to be skank <laughs> it's like i find it so odd like and then you go into the labyrinth and it's like the, the labyrinth areas and they're like brown murky one polygon per wall like <laughs> well, that's because it's the labyrinth it's designed to be like that yeah, but... at least you get the lost woods music while you're in the labyrinth that's nice yeah that's true that's yeah i like the lost woods uh, and music in, that's good and then they the, do uh, use it a few times though to be fair yeah yeah and it's in the it's in the the black forest whatever that's yeah the other forest well. yeah yeah um but even that loop is a bit short <laughs> it gets a little annoying after a while um yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm plowing through. I, 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 I sort of constantly ask myself, like, why am I still? Why am I not mainlining this at this point? Why am I still doing? You this? theoretically are mainlining it, but because the mainline is far too much of a mainline, because <laughs> you just go to the end and but, then it's the end. Well, I guess, but I'm not. You're but, mainlining shrines theoretically. I guess, yeah. <laughs> the ones I can find. Yeah, and, but then I'm also like, oh, that looks like a cork. I better go do that, and it's like. <laughs> Because I just want more space. I want more weapon space. Yeah, permanently more weapon space. Well, yeah, you only need four hundred or so, and then you'll be done with that. Uh, uh, I'm at like 170, I think. <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess you only need four hundred if you want to upgrade everything. Everything, Getting just weapons yeah. might be easier. Yeah, like 160. <laughs> but then I've upgraded the others a little. But then I'm not quite sure why I did that. Like, no need to ever really have that many. Well, it's because it's because the first update upgrades are cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so like one or two or five. Yeah, it's like the last weapon on was like thirty-five seeds or something, and I've got like I'm now holding fifty, so I could probably go get another one. It's the one thing Gnome seems to like like snigger at was when was when he goes da na na na. Yeah, 
<laughs> like in text <laughs> as the music plays. It's like, oh, that's so dumb. Oh, Hetsu Het or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He's the best. Come on. Expand a band. Expand a band. I definitely was disappointed where, like, when I did the last upgrade, nothing different happened. <laughs> no. Like, oh, come on. Not even a big finish or something. Mm. Maybe if you get all 900 currencies, but I'm not going to do that. No. Unless you have the Clark hat. No, exactly. Yeah, I so bet there'd be nothing special either. No, I bet there <laughs> So I'm still playing through that. I'm still having that thing where it's like, that bit of the map looks weird. Let's go there. But that the thing goes weird there. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm sure I don't know why I do it. Like, it's like the exploration is the is that game, right? Yeah, and, yeah pretty and, much. And yeah, fair enough. They get that. But I, I think I'm only doing it because there's no icons. Like, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like, if I put icons on the map... You'd know what was there, so you wouldn't have to go see it. I wouldn't do it, yeah. Well, that's kind of what exploration means. Yeah. That subtle, that one change, I think, is what what makes this game. Like, more than any other, almost. It's like... Probably. And in some ways, I actually find it, it like, it's almost better not having the map sometimes. Like, when you're going through an area on your way to a tower. That sort of like... Because <laughs> you don't want to be distracted, basically. Even though there's not icons, you'll still be looking at the map and be like, oh, yeah. there's an interesting contour yeah, over there. Kind of, like yeah. Some but, weird lump. But the element uh, but of you having... turn on the Pro HUD and you won't get rid of the mini-map. <laughs> well, not even that, but like just having the map. Yeah, like, you know, when you're, when you're in an uncharted area and right. it's just like it, you're having to eyeball your route to places. That's almost better. Like the, the the game is almost more interesting when you're doing that. Although yeah. sometimes that can be like annoying in its own way, where you you try you like you see the tower and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to that tower, and then you make your way there after an epic struggle, and then when you reveal the map, you're just like, oh, there was just a road. There's a way around. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, 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 that's true. I've done that a few times. It's get, yeah, it's getting to the point where, like, if I want to get all the ancient armor and stuff, it's hella expensive. I can't afford it. I haven't got enough gear parts, and it's like I put this much time into it, and I still can't do those things. Well, the question is, how much are you willing to risk the sacrifice of selling shit? Because you can make a lot of money just selling shit. Oh yeah, and I've got a lot of stuff at this point. Like you know, you got hundreds of Bacoblin fags, yeah. <laughs> like just. But then it's like, oh, but, but will you need them in the yeah, future? What, what, what if I need it for an upgrade? You know, what if I need it for a fairy smooch? You probably won't need hundreds. <laughs> Basically, at a certain point, for things like Bacoblin Fangs and that kind of stuff, I was trimming to 300. That was, oh, my, sorry, sorry, that was my upper limit of most things that I was collecting. Yeah, okay. When I say hundreds, I think I'm still under 300 of them. But, but even so... then, I think 300 might be too many. You could probably get away with less. Man. Lungies. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't, I've got to finish that anyway. Like, I've got to make sure I finish <laughs> oh, yes. it. You've got to finish it because you're literally on a time loop before, uh, yeah. before you want switch to switch back. back. Yeah. But you know, as we've said, at, this, uh, at the point you're at, I mean, after you've done Gerudo, there's nothing to stop you going straight to the end. No, I, I, could, just yeah. I could just do it. I could just do it. Get that Master Sword and go. Uh, yeah, so I'm playing that. I assume you're playing that as well, Dan. You're... Yep, yep. I've gone into Gerudo Zone, um, which is another beautiful and different area. Um, <laughs> At least really it's cool. always sunny there. <laughs> it's always sunny there. Yeah, that's Yay! nice. And, and it's um, also 
hundred percent sad, so <laughs> also not actually interesting to look oh. at. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I I agree with you, Zeg. The, the town is really really good. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that one, and I like the little oasis as well, and yeah. uh, the Gerudo people and stuff. Did you do the? Uh, you, you've only just gone in there, right? So you haven't really done much of the actual quest, like the divine beast stuff. No, I haven't gone to the Yuka clan place yet. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> I'm just waiting for you and Rob to get to there because that's probably the worst thing. Really? Yeah, it mm. kind of sucks. Well, basically, stealth. <laughs> but that was that. It was stealth well, yeah, in, in Ocarina of Time, wasn't it? Yeah. In the, the Grudo Fortress was the stealth section in Ocarina well, yes. of Time. Wasn't it? So it's obviously this a one is maybe kind of worse. It's worse than that. <laughs> quite, it's quite annoying. I mean, there's. I is mean, it, is the, it Wind Waker start of the game bad? Well, you see, you you asked me that, but I never thought that was that bad. <laughs> Whereas Rob thinks that's the worst thing ever. Mm. Which bit? The start, start of, of Wind Waker. Waker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It has like. I think the trouble with this, not you know, not to go to spoilers about it, but I think the trouble with it is they set up a system that you're meant to use to progress through this stealth thing, but because of the way this open-worldness of this game works, even though you're now in this confined space, the way they've set it up just doesn't actually always work as well as you want it to. Mm. Like, they specifically make a thing where you're like, you're meant to trigger this thing and it's meant to allow you to sneak past, but it just doesn't really work well enough to allow you to do it all the time and mm. you know then you fail and then you and then this is like the one time where it's basically one of the few times i guess where it's like you can't save here <laughs> right so if you fail uh, go right. back to the start <laughs> yeah I've, I've had that a couple of times that and that was quite irritating yeah like, I, I think when i <laughs> was it the island in the yeah well top? ever tied island yeah yeah that's it and it was just like Oh, I need, but I need to go to bed. You can't, you can't save here. What? Oh, I better do this whole bloody thing then. Yeah. There's a, only a few cases where they do it, and this whole stealth section is one of them. Eventually, basically, eventually, I decided not to do stealth, and that's also <laughs> that's also difficult, but it does also work. Hmm. It's open world, so I guess you can do that. You can brute force it. Yeah. We'll Good talk about that more when you get to it, I'm sure. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Well, I'm pretty OP with the ancient armor and stuff at this point. I could probably whack my way through stuff. You think, but no. <laughs> okay, I shall see. How, how have you been able to make the ancient armor? Like, I just haven't got enough guardian parts. Well, that was my main focus for a while, trying to get <laughs> the ancient armor. It is, it, it is a bit OP once you upgrade it to level two and you get the like ancient well, the, uh, affinity oh, yeah. or whatever. I guess all the armor... Um, all the armor type armors are quite powerful when you upgrade them anyway, just because of that. The armor rating of actual armor is way higher than clothes. Mm, yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, boy, I'm always going back to the soldier stuff because yeah. it's like uh, I, you take practically no damage from some things. Yeah. And it's like a quarter heart for an arrow. Yeah, no, it's not, no biggie. <laughs> Definitely helps. Yeah. I still hate roll damage. Sand steels are yeah, hilarious. Man. I like those. That's quite yeah. fun. Sand steels. Sand, sand steels. <laughs> okay, I'm immediately sold on that. Yeah. The horse of the desert. I'm surprised no one actually says that. <laughs> that's basically what they're for. Yeah, they're really funny. I'm a bit disappointed when I went to the lake of the horse god and didn't find anything. It was like a Korok seed and that was it. 
It's because you haven't been up the path that goes over the lake of the horse god to where the horse god actually is. Oh, wait, what? I went up there, so I went to the bridge, and it said bridge of the horse god, and it's like, yeah, well, I think that, I think, yeah. Well, there's, no, there's nothing here, I'll go, go, go away. you got to go a bit further. Oh, it's not that oh. useful. It's a bit dumb how, yeah. like, they make it, the, like, when you talk to the NPCs and they talk about the lake of the horse god, you're like, oh, well, I've been to this place which says lake of the horse god, but there's nothing interesting here. It's like, yeah, that's not where he actually is. <laughs> it turns out. following the path. <laughs> yeah. ah, Doesn't really matter unless you no. ever let your horses die. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never had them die. Ooh, oh, right. That's the thing that. Right, yeah. Because I went looking. I've been looking for a thing that someone was saying. Like that's right. Sorry. Now it's all coming together. That's now. all there's that is. Thing, yep. There's a thing someone says that you need to go find in the grasslands, and so I've been wandering the grasslands trying to find a thing. Right. And it's like that's not really in the grasslands. No, not exactly. What well, lie? It's adjacent to the grasslands. What well, lie? It's like the Farosh Hill. It's like Farosh doesn't hang out on this hill. <laughs> no, I guess not. People don't name their shit correctly. <laughs> so Zelda. Yep, Zelda. Zelda's still, still Zelda. Are you going in on that season pass, Dan? Uh, probably, but I need to still play more of the base All game. Right, you, just, you just want to finish it before you even think about it. Um, I No, I probably will get the Heroes Pass stuff. I've just been a bit busy lately, but I'll get back to the Zelda in after this week. Darling. Uh... Yeah, so what else have I been playing? Play, I checked in with Aero, see if anything had been updated. It hasn't, so I played a little bit of it, got my groove on. Possibly more than a little bit, judging by how many achievements you got. Well, well, yeah, I played like five levels, and each level, like on a difficulty level you haven't cleared before, gives you achievo. Yeah, and, and then like another achievement on top of that for each one by the looks of it. There was like ten achievements or something. Oh, really? Oh, maybe I was getting. Oh, I got some for like stars, yeah. like master level stars. Um, yeah, I still still like that game. Still quality. Um, I think a few more people have played it because I'm slightly lower down on the master <laughs> leaderboards than I was before. Um, uh, yeah, well, sorry, uh, I've basically finished Red Out now uh, because there was an impetus for me to actually go back to that and finish it so, because Formula Fusion just sort of came out like a month ago. Yep. And none of us noticed. Well, because none of us were paying attention apart from you. Apart from, apart from supposedly <laughs> me. But yeah, boy, that thing came out with like no fanfare. Well, by the looks of it, for some specific reason. Yeah, so I played, <laughs> with, you know, I was playing a tiny bit of it, just installed it and played a tiny bit of Solomon Fusion before coming on air. And uh, it doesn't look that good. It doesn't look very much like a finished product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's probably still early access or might never get finished. Because I'm, I'm, I think there's like a there's a story behind it or something like yeah, a financial a story of financial trouble for R8 Games like in the studio behind it and it's I think it's it's trying in all the right ways but it's not it's definitely not wipeout it's not like that floaty feeling and you you know you're not picking up random weapons you've got a fixed set of weapons that you know you pick up a charge for and then you can choose which of the two to fire. Um, and there's like a boost charge mechanic which we didn't fully understand it just sort of builds up over time but then has to deplete in one go so it's a bit tricky like it might be easier to just deplete it in small bursts rather than deplete the whole thing I don't know Um, yeah it's weird it's weird 
Um, <laughs> and like we just don't understand it because don't... there's no tutorials or information no. about what to do. It's like hey, not not even a, like welcome to the world of <laughs> Formula like F four thousand racing or whatever the category was. Like yeah. here's what you need to do. Here's how you campaign your stuff. Here's when you change your ship while you use your team livery. What's the point in the teams? What's the point in the ships? Are they all the same? I, like, like, there's just a lot of like I don't get what's going on here. Yeah, it's weird. A little bit disappointed. Mm. I know I, I shouldn't say that. It's like I literally played like ten minutes, and it's like so. Like to say it's disappointing at this point is a bit, it, it's probably unfair. But at this point, I don't get it. I don't get it. What have you made here? But we'll see more on that next time. Mm. Uh. And then I guess the the final elephant is Tekken Seven. <laughs> no, that's a panda bear, not an elephant. <laughs> it's a panda bear. Tekken Seven's pretty cool. So, so the, the story's naff, but the actual fighting engine's cool. It looks good, plays good, excellent, excellent soundtrack. Really? <laughs> well. When you don't have to hear the same song over and over and over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because we're trying to... (laughs) Okay, the epic music for the last fight in the story was got a bit tedious. But the the main theme for the game, like the menu music theme, I think is really, really smart. It's like, it's sort of... uh, I don't know know how to describe it. It's it's really out there, kind of. Like, they've gone more electronic than they they normally do. I suppose Tekken has always been kind of that way inclined, but... But they they go they go a bit bonkers like like heavily compressed symbols and a bit of bit of piano a nice little riff to it sort of it's almost almost experimental music sounding and it's it's a, it's got a cool vibe to it um uh, re- yeah really neat theme tune for 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 the thing uh, and even the stage music is it just feels really well put together like sort of drum and bassy style tracks and yeah um uh you know apart from the one which is in like a church when you suddenly get a bit of like over the top orchestral music, you know. Uh, the soundtrack is probably my favorite thing about the whole game. Like it's it's actually, it's actually really quality. But yeah, it, it looks great. It plays like Tekken, but it feels more forgiving, I think, than the previous Tekken games. I've, like, I've only briefly played six, and I've dabbled with Tekken Tag, and they didn't. They seemed fine, but they didn't really gel with me. Whereas this seems to strike a nice balance between being. I wouldn't exactly call it accessible. Tekken is still Tekken. Yeah. It's still a bit of a mystery as to how it all functions. But uh, it's easier to have a good time with. Well, it, to some extent, it manages to have the the, the button-mashing spectacle part mm. still works, even in this slightly more realist, like slightly more traditional actual fighting game yeah it yeah. still manages to have some buzz and mashing spectacle that you can just pull off relatively easily yeah even without so many fireballs and ridiculous uppercuts yeah. and you know you've still got giant bob which is you know su- super entertaining jack six and and yeah jack <laughs> six yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yoshimitsu is a squid yeah you know, for some reason <laughs> it, it's definitely got its insane elements it's like it's, it's a shame it's dialed back on like you know, it hasn't really got proper story endings and things like. You can't just go for the arcade mode and get a cool ending video like you did before. Like you've got the kind of lame single Shot fight uh, character stories, which are yeah, they're they're, they're like the story elements of this are, are kind of nothing. But the the fighting part seems cool, seems well made. Like there's, there's a lot of characters to like in there, and there's just generally quite a lot of characters. Yeah. Um. 
uh, it's well presented. I mean, loading times are a bit of a problem, I guess, for me. Mm. But, you know, I'm running it off the hard disk, not an SSD. So. <laughs> That's not an excuse. I mean, you can't yeah. start you say like, like this. No, no, I know we're what not you in mean. the age of technology yet, but SSDs are the default. No, I know, I know <laughs> what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I've heard it's real bad on Xbox, like the loading times, mm. like really bad. Um, and the PS4 version is is passable uh, for that stuff, but um, but yeah, loading times seem to be a bit of an issue. But it's a uh, it's a if nothing else, it's one of those products you look at and go, this is cool like it's it's got that it, it's got a feeling of like this is this is what games probably should be more often in the like terms of just being outlandish and in your face and just giving that that there's a feeling to it that's just like this is a thing hmm. <laughs> um like i kind of wish all fighting games had more of i don't i've never quite liked how street fighter does it it's just a bit too of a it's a bit of a like street fighter comes across as a mess Right, Tekken comes across as they they took that mess and refined it into into a cohesive style. <laughs> into a cohesive mess. Yeah, yeah, a beautiful mess, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, it's fun. Recommend. It's got every video from all the previous Tekken games in it. Have fun really? If you wanted to know the entire story, yeah, then the entire stupid Heihachi Mishima story. See how many times people get thrown into yeah. <laughs> And smirk at the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's all about volcanoes. At the end of the day, it pretty much is. That'll probably actually be like the end of the Tekken story will just be like some kind of geothermal energy plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, all along was just trying to make geothermal energy. I just want to make clean energy for the planet, man. <laughs> and learn a lot of martial arts. <laughs> and also demons for some reason. And also demons. They come out of the volcano. The story really is rubbish in that game. Like, <laughs> it's a shame because it like, it's so bad. It's not even presented well. You've got like super like reporter man who doesn't want to be there. He's like, oh, I mean, they, yeah. I, you know, you can see what they were trying to do with that. Yeah, I mean, where every... they were trying to be like, this is the outsider perspective. But then every bit of dialogue he delivers is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really upset about losing my wife and daughter to the Mishima when they blew up my town for some reason because <laughs> demons oh boy just this murder and fire is it's really boring i can i could totally kill jen kazama right now you with me yeah <laughs> and the story the main storyline doesn't even cover the like probably three quarters of the cast of that game are no part of the story yeah which is interesting in the way, in the way that they focused it. That's that's a thing. Well, you know, you know that they, they, they went that route. That's interesting. But I just don't think they did anything good with it. <laughs> it yeah, storylines are let down. But the actual fighting seems fun. I may, I may invest more time. It'd be a nice sort of like throwaway thing. It's like I've got a few minutes. I need to, uh, you just punch some people in the face. <laughs> yeah, taken seven. Real deal. On form. Listen to that soundtrack. I think that's me. I think I'm out. Cool. Taking your time with it. Tekken. They're not I taking heard the they mech. might be. I heard they might be adding like Tekken Bowl back to it or something stupid. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Make it even more ridiculous dumb shit. Yeah. That's what you want. Tekken. Right, well, if that's you, Rob, I guess that's it for the podcast, just about.
Nick, and I'm assuming you're all Zelda all the time. As much yeah, as indeed. When I when I get whenever I get a chance, looking forward to uh, playing Mario Kart at some point. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah, you should totally play that. Yeah, it's a good one for sure. So, uh, it might yeah. even be the best one. Yeah, for sure. With the possible exception of Double Dash. <laughs> yeah, Double Dash is quality. It's clearly not Double Dash, though, is it? <laughs> Well, I don't know, it. but now that like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is kind of double dashy, mm. sort of, yeah. now that you can hold two power ups. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. As soon as they brought the two power ups in, I was like, well, why not just make it double dash? Fair. I mean, I mean, Baby Park's in the game. Yep. And now with two power ups. Oh, yeah. Like, the only thing that's missing is the ability to set it to like 99 laps or something. <laughs> yeah, so the real Baby Park. The real Baby Park. <laughs> Cool. I think we're done here. Okay. Cool. Let's get Thanks for joining us, guys. We're going to get peaked, so um, uh, watch out for new videos. Uh, there'll be a Dirt 4 one, I imagine. At some point. Uh, coming uh, up. Next week. That'll be next week. So enjoy that, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Bye. Bye.